Yo, what's going on, guys? We are back with another episode of Mogcast. Episode number 45. We are um, joined. Really quick, I apologize. I'm not, I'm obviously not there. I'm over here in LA getting ready for Black Friday. But uh, I just want to welcome Josh on the Mogcast. And um, I appreciate, what's up, bro? What's up, brother? <laughs> I appreciate uh, Joe and Harry stepping in for me. Of course, so, of course. Hope you guys have a good episode, and um, let's run it up, boys. Fucking like and comment for the algo. And review on Apple Music. <laughs> All right. That's true. Uh, I got to go. I'm, I'm making dope clothes over here, guys. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Go design, bro. Peace out. All right, boss man. Peace. All right. Thank you, Josh, for coming on. This is episode number 45. Um, a little bit of a different podcast today because Sush is not joining us. So we're basically just going to drink and <laughs> smoke a little bit. Yeah, um, Less else. yeah tobacco, of course. of course. And we're not smoking inside. This is an outdoor, <laughs> this is an outdoor studio. It's a green, it's a green screen. It's a we're just going to basically shoot the shit. We might uh, just do like a Q&A and answer some questions that you guys have and just go off on our own drunken tangents. So how you doing, Josh? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm trying to survive this you, Texan heat. Yeah. Until so you're morning. you're coming from England. Yeah, I'm English. Which part? Uh, I'm born born in a place called Gloucestershire, which we call the Cotswolds, the countryside. There's okay. Lots of farmland okay. and lots of villages. It sounds like fake. It's like uh, the closest <laughs> Gloucestershire. So you've never been Gloucestershire. Okay. <laughs> the thing I can liken it most is like you know like Hobbiton in Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds the Shire. like. That's, the Shire, Gloucestershire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was your first oh, time in the? Wait, so he actually lives in the Shire. When was your first time in the states? Uh, what age? Maybe seventeen or eighteen. Damn. Dropped in real quick. Three how, or four days. How old are you now? For I'm twenty nine. Twenty nine. So I'm getting old. But you, you want to give like a quick rundown? Like you're an IPB pro. Correct. I'm an IFBB pro. What brings you here to Houston? Give us the quick rundown for the fans who don't know. Yeah, so I'm out here in America competing. I just did the uh, the Tampa Pro, and then I did the Texas Pro in Dallas. So we were in Dallas last week, and we, we full sent it and drove the four hours at like midnight after the, yeah, after thing, the down, down down to oh, Houston. Yeah. And uh, we're here now. And, this, and my, show, my shows are over for this year. And, and I'm ready. I was to, gonna say, so now it's full off season so mode. So we can relax. How did you? So now it's tequila fun. time. How did you? Yeah, for that. How'd you do in the Tampa and in, in, uh, Dallas? So Tampa, I got a first call out, which was crazy because Tampa's a big, That's a big huge show. show. Yeah. It's my first year as a as a pro, so I'm, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, yeah. Texas, Texas, I got a second call out. Much, much harder show, much deeper show. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the time difference in between shows? Uh, a week. Just Did you feel like you yeah. were tighter? Yeah, I got better. I got better. Hundred percent got better. That's what I was. That's what I was happy with. Mm-hmm. It just uh, not good enough yet. Simple. So, Simple. which division are you competing in? Men's physique. Men's physique. Yeah, yeah. Dude, men's physique is getting fucking stacked. Dude, there's, there's times I turn up to shows and the men's physique guys, like all, all the classic guys, they weigh in, they miss weight. They go put shorts on. <laughs> no. Yeah, no and no then way. there's some guys that like they're taking open. They're taking open bodybuilder mm-hmm. cycles, but they're like, ah, I'm not big enough for open. I'm just going to yeah. do men's physique. There's no weight limit there. Are you, are you ever going to do men's physique again, James? No, fuck not. Nah, right? I got, so when I went into my show, my, pl- or, or Kyle's plan for me was, you don't have enough size to go pro classic, mm-hmm. but you might have enough size to go pro in men's. So compete in both. You're doing classic yeah. for fun, and then you'll do men's to get your pro card. And actually, the oh, reverse so he, happened. Oh, wow. So he actually thought you were going to go pro men's physique. Yes. Damn. Yeah, because 
the classic guys, you might think they're they're bigger because yeah. it's classic, but the men's physique guys are fucking no, stacked, fucking bro. Huge. Look at Alex Toplin, bro. Yeah. You literally, well, I know. Well, looks so, like open, um, but, <laughs> but here's the thing. You guys both have your IFBB pro cards, meaning if you want to switch to classic, you in can. theory, you can just jump you right can, in. Yeah. Is that something that I'll you have in mind? Yeah, one day. One day. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. So he, you can go pro in, in, in men's and then two, three years later, yeah, if, as long as the rules stay the same, then you could just jump into a classic line. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can sure. do, Damn. yeah, a pro card is a pro card. Right, it doesn't right, say right. IFBB pro men's physique. Mm -hmm. It just says IFBB pro. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you could go do open. You could go do classic. For me, the reason that I want, like I liked classic more was just because of the posing. Mm -hmm. There was more freedom to pose and I felt like I could show off my legs, yeah, which at sure. first I thought was a weak spot. But as I got mm. more and more defined, it ended up becoming yeah. like a strong spot. So I think the reason I got fifth in first callouts in men's, mm -hmm. but then I got second in first callouts in classic. Mm -hmm. And all you need is second now for, for the pro a pro card. guard. And there's been a lot of controversy around that. Yeah, yeah. You guys have probably seen. And I've gotten like, yeah, I been, guess. How you been dealing with like the, the, the videos people are making saying like. Most of them are on TikTok and I don't really use TikTok. Yeah. So I don't really see them. But I've just heard from people, oh, mm -hmm. there's been controversy. And it's like, yo, I wasn't going into the show trying to win. Uh, I wasn't trying to win a classic pro card. I was just going in for fun because I like the fucking division. I didn't mean... People are acting like I fucking paid off some guy. Hey, yeah, can you yeah. please not compete because you're probably going to beat me? Like, no, nah, I didn't. I just showed up and mm -hmm. did my thing, and I ended up getting second. So, like, I mean, whether you, I deserved it You deserved it, it, bro. You deserved it. There's always controversy no matter what. It doesn't matter. It's just that you're high profile. Like, no matter. In yeah, every yeah, show, yeah. there's, like, how did this guy get third and this guy got fifth? There's always, like, that. But yeah. just, like, mm -hmm. because it's a talking point for people, I think it's just Yeah, and then there were, to do. there were people that were saying it's politics that you got your pro card because you're well-known. And I'm like, dude, the these, these judges yeah. are like 70. They have no yeah, fucking clue who I am. Yeah, they and they don't give a shit about, mm -hmm. uh, you got an Instagrammer coming on stage. You better <laughs> fucking, you better yeah. give him a second. Um, I think what it is, what it was is that Kyle, my coach, drilled in posing. Because yeah. three weeks out is when he visited. Uh, he actually came down and visited and stayed here for a week. And he's like, dude, you're, you're posing as fucking shit. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, he did three sessions a day. I'm sure you know, even for yeah. men's, it's for only sure. like really front and back. Sure. But still the the effort that people put into their men's routine. Mm -hmm. is just, see, and it stands out like a, a sore thumb on stage. Yeah. You can yeah. see that with those people who, who nail it. And that's mm -hmm. me. I was the guy who didn't really practice men's because I didn't care for the division. Like I wanted to show, I just liked classic more. Mm -hmm. Look up to people like C-Bum, Breon, so... I practiced my my classic pose. I mean, Kyle, it was like boot camp. Yeah, Three sure. times a day, 15 minutes each session, just going through the posing over and over yeah, and were, over. You were smooth, bro, for real. Yeah. But do you for remember- the first show, you looked very smooth out remember there. Remember the, <laughs> the first time I posed? I think you were filming it. Yeah, it was just a little stiff. <laughs> a, little <bit. laughs> a little stiff. Yeah, so- um, But I didn't really practice men's. It was, mm -hmm. a, I think I was three days out in Weston- who's competed in men's a bunch of time. That's when I first started practicing for men's. I was three oh, days yeah. out. So I kind of just went up yeah. there, did my thing. And uh, I didn't really, I just looked weird. But then Vaughn, Vaughn Walker, who practices posing a mm -hmm. ton, he had this great flow to him. Right. Yeah, yeah. He and he was just going I, through his posing so well. Yeah, I think like to, to your point, like the fact that some people are at the top of the pro ranks and they still don't know how to pose is it's pretty telling like how they don't really factor it in as much as long as say you can hit your poses and your mandatories and show your physique off well like do you feel like even though men's is pretty 
far removed from classic in that sense that that posing actually means thing do you think that physique men should head in that direction uh, i like that i think the presentation is is a big big part of it to be honest i've always been that's the kind of thing that drew me into it was, was, was the presentation of mm -hmm. everything so I like to see a lot of weight on it. If you're just that person who's going to come on, you're going to work that hard. You're going to work that hard, make that many sacrifices mm -hmm. to your health, to your life, to your to your, yeah. to your family, to anything that comes within mm -hmm. the scope of, you know, pursuing something like that. You're going to go <laughs> yeah. and not yeah. smile and, yeah. Yeah. and not enjoy it. Yeah. And you're going to crab over and you're not right. going to show off your physique how it should mm -hmm. be showed off. Right. You're doing yourself a disjustice. Yeah. If you're going to work that hard on making your body look like that, you got to showcase it correctly. Exactly, because yeah. there's going to be someone who could look worse than you, but but, but show it off better, and it's yeah. going to stand out. How often do you practice your posing for a show? Uh, so it definitely increases, like the better you look, right? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. 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 the more you see your abs, the more you're going to tense them a little bit. <laughs> uh, but like, it actually is like it actually is easier. Men's physique is going to be easier, so I'm not going to have to pose like, for example, uh, in the corner over there, Joe uh, IFBB Pro Joe Brighty, uh -huh. like, yeah. like, like the, the, what he had to do for classic, because he he was a men's physique pro first. Mm -hmm then transition to classic yeah watching him go through that process like the classic the, the classic is like a level up in terms of how much you got to pose yeah. so for me i could post eight weeks out every day i'm good but, mm. but, but you know when you got to put routines yeah in but you said classic is something that down the line you might be more interested in for sure for sure when i'm at that level it's big as i'm sure you know like those guys at the top top level mm -hmm. ultimately next time you go on stage it could be getting c-bum that's that's the level now <laughs> right. do you know what i mean yeah. it's stupid yeah, yeah. like so it's crazy why would i go in there and 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 come in at a lower level or what i perceive as a low level i'd much rather go mm -hmm. yeah and you can tell you can tell the people that have it's it's kind of like the people in high school that are like i don't really need to study because i'm intelligent is the same guys <laughs> that go in thinking i don't really need to pose because i've got good genetics yeah. mm -hmm. and i think that's what happened at my show i started out well they first lined us up for first call outs and i was towards the end but because I had been, it had just been drilled into me for the last three weeks, three sessions of posing every day, I was able to hold my poses, which yeah, before yeah, yeah. I would have gassed out after yeah. 30 seconds. But first call-outs was very stacked, so they were posing us a lot. They were moving people around, comparing us side by side. And because I was able to hold, especially that front relaxed is mm -hmm. the most bullshit yeah. term for a pose yeah. I've ever you were out there. Heard. You were out there <laughs> for a while, bro. Front relax. It's front, front flex every fucking muscle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Like you're out there, you're supposed to look, you have like this little condescending kind of grin on your face. Not condescending, but kind of yeah. cocky. Like, yeah, this shit's easy. You're breathing bro. through your yeah. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. Meanwhile, you're, you're, you know, breathing through your nose because mm -hmm. you're kind of, you have this little grin. You're like, yeah, this shit's easy. But that front relax pose is fucking yeah. tough. Yeah. So when they're, they put you through your poses and then you naturally, like when they don't call out any pose, you're supposed to naturally mm -hmm. go into front relaxed. And they're kind of just, they're taking their time looking, oh, what about these guys? Oh, what about these guys? I don't know, maybe we switch them. And they're like talking to each other. And meanwhile, you're fucking dying up on stage. And that first call out, we must have been posing for like eight or nine minutes. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't sound while. like much, yeah, but if you try flexing, try flexing as hard as you can for yeah. 10 minutes straight. It's like, no, I, uh, <laughs> I was just, all the, all the spray tan was just like <laughs> dripping <laughs> off at the end. Yep. So I kept getting moved closer to the center until eventually I was second because the guy who was in third was not able to hold his poses. So he looked great at first, but then that faded. front relaxed. It started to fade. Yeah. He started just, yeah, that was, he that just was looked really soft. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then people come out and they're like, oh, you only won that because of your <laughs> fucking follower. I, I have a question for you. How old were you when you thought that this is something you wanted to pursue as a career? 
like the bodybuilder side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, 25. You were 25. 25. So you've been at this for roughly uh, yeah, like I, to, 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 I would say I, I pursued the dream like naturally for, mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then I quite quickly came to, quite quickly came to realization it's probably not going to be possible. Not going to fucking happen. And yeah. I was like, that was like, that was like 25. So that's four, four or five years ago. Okay. And wow. I was like, right. So how long have you been lifting? Like, when did you first step into the gym? Uh, 16, but as part of like uh, sports academies. Yeah, right. Um, you know, they'll, they'll do like your bench press and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when did you, once you broke off from sports, you just continued lifting because you enjoyed it? Exactly. I, I love I love that program. I actually uh, snapped my ligaments in, in my knee. But so the only thing I could do was continue with the upper body conditioning because I did, I did, uh, I played a lot of rugby. And then men's physique oh, just, I was, gonna, I, was like, I was like, oh, I just had little, just had little legs. I was like, perfect. I'm going to put board shorts over these bitches. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, great. cheers. Yeah, cheers. Oh, yeah, cheers. Shit. Thanks for having me. Cheers, bro. Salud. Oh, fuck. I so, so you said, when did you give up? Oh, no, How old were you when you then stopped like training for sports and then started transitioning just to like looking good? Uh, so that's when I went to university, probably 18 uh, was when I started going, right, I'm going to start this bodybuilding thing. Yep. Started discovering YouTube, started discovering the people on YouTube, Guzman, obviously the goat, uh, yeah. uh, Matt Ogus, you know, yep, the, yep, the, yep. the OGs. Yeah. So you're in there, right? Just that's like yeah, legends, yeah, legends yeah. of aesthetics, yeah. LA. Like yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. kind of that was my era. Were you uh, you just watching them, or did they inspire you to pick up a camera yourself yeah, at so, that time? So I was watching with like just the biggest seed growing in my brain of like you've got to fucking do this, but yeah. like, I just couldn't do it for a very very long time. Social anxiety yeah. issues with just like facing the facing just doing it. I just couldn't just couldn't do it. Have you noticed how different it is? Because some of these really good YouTubers. When they talk to the camera, it's just like they're talking to a friend. Yeah. And you don't even notice how kind of hard that is if you've never done it before. Yeah. Because you might think, oh, I'm good with people. I, you know, I'm a good mm-hmm. talker. But as soon as you pick up a camera and point it at your own face, yeah. and you just see that lens staring back at you, you're like, uh, uh, you just, it's, it's like you choke, yeah. you know? It's literally me today. Like, I'm filming my first vlog today. Yeah. And, and uh, you're, you're already established. I have like, a full-blown podcast. Like, and for some reason... Like filming with my vlog camera has been so hard today, just like fumbling words and like yeah, getting, yeah. feeling like, oh, let me do that again. So but, uh, for, for me, it was when I got Kenny to yeah. edit my videos, that was like overcoming the same barrier again. Because yeah. when I edited my own videos, I was stumbling, but then I would remind myself, oh, I can just edit all this shit out. Yeah. So I would literally vlog and be like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up, guys? <sighs> yeah, hey, what's up, guy? And just do like three takes. I do that today, like fucking twenty times. I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now with what, what when I first got with Kenny, it was like, oh shit, someone else is gonna see how fucking stupid it's I like am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not gonna want to work. So I would, anymore. I would have to. <laughs> Kenny's probably laughing hearing this, but instead of just picking up and filming and doing as many takes as I needed, I would put the camera down and not film until I'd already rehearsed what I was gonna say. And that happened for the first few videos, but then once I got to know him better, and once yeah. I realized his, mm-hmm. I realized his, through his editing style that yeah. we clicked well. Yeah. Now he see, dude, yeah. if he has a collection of all the <laughs> all the extra clips on his computer, he could fucking embarrass me. I mean, there's just times where I literally will sit there going, yeah. for like three just, minutes straight. Just, just that first, think. that first initial step to like just do it is, is always the hardest, because like, yeah. you know you wanna. Like I, I know I've been yeah. wanting to start YouTube for a while, but. uh 
just getting started is the hard part, but just the skill. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like you yeah. you are get, getting back into it right now. You've been doing it for a long time, but you still struggle with the same thing. So like, mm-hmm. like when, at, when at, did you start? I, I will say that it gets way easier is what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. It's like now at this point, like you're always, regardless of how experienced you are or how skilled you are in front of a camera, you're never going to be able to say everything that you want to say in one fluid take. Yeah, because that's not even true when you talk to a person. Mm-hmm. Like even if there's no camera <laughs> on you, if you're talking, but to you a can't person, just be like, I oh, forget what I just said. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. like, honestly, the the difference in talking style between a vlog and real life is way different. Is way more different than I think people notice. Because when you talk to someone in real life, there's a lot of you guys talk over each other, you guys stutter, you guys forget what you were gonna say, and then you go off on a tangent, then you get back to the topic. So that you think that's all you have to do when you pick up a camera, but it's actually different. It's not just like talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. You actually have to be very focused on what you're saying because you don't want to just bore people and be and just stutter over yourself, yeah. you know? I think a little bit of it might have to do with the fact that like you're speaking to an audience of, in your case, 100,000 or something like that, where like you're never having a conversation with that many people, so you're constantly thinking about like how it might be perceived mm-hmm. by an infinite amount of people. Whereas if you're in a conversation with one or two people, you know exactly how they might feel about the things that you say. Whereas like, you know, like no one's talking right, back. Right, yeah. you're just talking. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, if you had two subscribers on YouTube and they were both your friends, it would probably be easier to talk to the <laughs> exactly, camera, exactly, because you could exactly. just fuck around and exactly. be like, "Yo, I know it's only you right. guys watching," but when you know you have this huge following watching your videos it's like it's not that you have to be careful about what you say but just in terms of the flow you have to become more conscious of not boring people mm-hmm. like it's you you're not going to bore someone in a conversation if you're having a face-to-face conversation with them but if you're watching a screen of someone it's very easy to get mm-hmm. bored yeah. right once you learn about audience retention and you'll you can go on youtube to your video and see where you had to drop off of viewers mm-hmm. And usually it's during a long monologue that's unedited where you're just talking about dumb yeah. shit that probably didn't need to be in your video. <laughs> and people are just like, I, I got to go to work. You know, the, <laughs> I got to go to bed. Like, what the fuck am I doing watching this guy? And I think that's why, for for me at least, it was so helpful to get an editor. Who's because thinking about that stuff. Exactly. Because yeah. when you're watching your own video, yeah. you're like, well... I got to include all this because I said it. But when you just send it to an editor and forget about all the shit that you said, he's going to, what, what Kenny said is if I'm getting bored watching it, I delete it. So it's like having someone like that Mm -hmm. to watch it from an unbiased perspective and be like, this is boring as fuck. I'm just going to remove this whole part is really helpful. But someone you trust to curate it as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're first getting started into it, it's like, you don't usually people don't have the budget to like, hire an editor yeah, and course, you know yeah. i'm not ready to hand off anything no. yet to someone else like i well, want to control different with you because you already edit all your own shit yeah so it, it's gonna be funny when i sit down and like watch myself because i'm used to like editing other people so have you, have you edited your own youtube video before or is this yeah. your first one no i have okay. but nothing like that like these are like actual like long vlogs and stuff so yeah because i was I'm gonna say yeah. the, the only thing i would recommend is edit it Take a break, go do something else, mm-hmm. and then watch the video back. Yeah, yeah. watch it with and fresh if you, eyes. If you yeah. start to daydream as you're watching your own video, <laughs> yeah. cut out whatever mm-hmm. part that is. That's yeah. the biggest thing is sometimes I'll, I'll watch people that are trying to come up in the industry. I'll skim through their video, and it's just like, man, yeah. you're Get talking bored. about a whole lot of nothing right now. How many yeah. subs do you have, Josh, right now? Uh, 58,000. 58. And how long have you been doing it for? Probably five years as well. Five years? Yeah. 
long time. Was it has it been steady growth, ups yeah, and downs? Completely steady. Have you done it all yourself, or do you have another you work with? Uh, I have a guy now. Yeah. I've worked with him for the last eighteen months actually. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just kind of went went on went through it, uh, and it, yeah, it definitely changed things. It kind of increased that speed. The snowball obviously kept rolling, but everything yeah. has been completely just normal just nothing steady, has steady, been steady. viral nothing right. has been like but it's mostly no breakthroughs it's just just consistent but like actually you know it's a, it's a strong uh it's a strong audience like right. they're, they're, it definitely they 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 come in hard they is come it, in hard is it vlog know? content mostly uh yeah I, I, yeah I mean, I, so i try i try and find the balance as much as possible education yep. probably more education based i yep. try and try and bring the actual why you should be doing shit like on mm -hmm. a on a layman's terms to people i think yeah. you can really complicated stuff people like the hypertrophy coach right. uh coach mm -hmm. casino there are some amazing people that you can learn from i think i can i'm pretty good at breaking it down mm -hmm. in those terms so i try and do that as much as possible that's good what was your uh first youtube video do you remember oh my god probably me going <laughs> the camera and some sort of string transformation <laughs> yeah yeah was, like, it, was, was it was it was it a natural no transformation yeah no was, talking yeah, just yeah. motivational music probably right. some yeah. same some trance I think that's the way people usually that's get into way, it because yeah. they're like, well, I don't know how to talk in front of me. I'll just film myself. Yeah, yeah. I'll film myself doing just, just what I know out. how to do. Yeah, <laughs> fucking working out. You probably look sick. Cheers. Right? <laughs> I felt like I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just fucked. Yeah, all right. Good night. Cheers, cheers, cheers. All right. Uh, it's for Sush. I mean, there's there's not many, like, massive UK fitness influencers, right? So, like, I think, oh. yeah, oh, I felt that. Random? Random Harding? Yep, there's Brandon. So you you've collabed with Brandon oh, before, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're acquaintances. Yeah, uh, we know each other. Do you live in the same area? Uh, not too far away. Not too far away. Uh, we, we've nice. we've met a good few times. Yeah. Well, yeah. So who else like in the UK is doing it at that level? Because sixty k Nathaniel is, like is getting up there. Nathaniel Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Nathaniel yeah, Messiah. He has good views. He's, dope, yeah, he's yeah, collabed yeah. with Brandon a few. Or he's actually sponsored by yeah. Brandon's company. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Hard yeah. Body, yeah. Uh gotta be up there i mean other than like what matt does fitness and like yeah, some of the yeah matt does fitness but he doesn't does he live in the uk still yeah he still lives there okay he still lives and there. then besides that i mean the guy who Just runs the, Irish guys. the guy yeah. who runs the biggest fitness the biggest shark? fitness brand uh, yeah, yeah clothing company in the world yeah. but yeah, he doesn't shark. make content that all that much but his content yeah. when he does make it it's very good yeah. yeah it's very good well i was gonna say i would argue really the budget's good. pretty good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'll give you fifty thousand dollars to make this two minute video right. yeah. <laughs> make it fucking amazing it's exactly. so good. but That's what's awesome. what's funny is we live in the states and i think it's i think we get used to how big states are Compared mm -hmm. to European countries, yeah, because yeah, there's a reason yeah. people do Europe tours, and it's because you can drive between each country, right? Yeah. Yeah. And England yeah. is not that much. I mean, I don't think it's even the size of Texas. No, no, no. you could fit England like four or five times in Texas. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> people are forgetting like this is not like the right. United States right. versus yeah, 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 an yeah. equally sized country. Right. There's only I don't know how many millions of people that live there, so there's not many a fraction of the influencers yeah. and a fraction of the fitness influencers. Exactly. So I mean, like, all right. So here's a question for you: How many? Like. Like you, twenty-eight mil. No, 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 what in England? Yeah, no, sixty-five million. Sixty-five. Yeah, but here, oh, okay, well, that's, here's that's, like that's three. Here's there like what three fifty? Three hundred. Yeah, about three thirty, three forty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last Would you I say played. in England it's it's more competitive or collaborative out there with the influencers? Competitive. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it's really uh like we I we notice the difference and we talk about this all the time while we've been here. We notice the difference. It's like being welcomed home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like people seem to want to help everyone. People yeah, want to get to yeah. Well, also, I will, guys, but I will say, I don't think that's exclusive to Houston, but I think it's nah. a big thing in Houston. No, I've heard, we've, we heard that a few times. And if, it surprised me a yeah. lot because your whole life yeah. you're taught your talk competition is like mm-hmm. you got to handle it it's business yeah. you know yeah. but in houston the whole culture here is different and even with people that are super rich like christian guzman yeah. i mean you're talking he mentioned on the last podcast 120 million in sales this year yeah. but even yeah, he right here i mean he's you know, and talk to you guys like you're right there you know yeah, exactly. yeah yeah but even with him being as good of a businessman as he is he still puts on for his friends. Yeah. So at Alpha Land, you've got Inaka. I think it's still there. You yeah, got Inaka's Buff Bunny. There. You Sour got Max Tuning's brand. Uh, yeah. Ever Forward. You got Sour Strips in there. So he's still like supporting his friends, even yeah. though they're direct competitors. Inaka, you could argue, is a direct competitor, but mm-hmm. he's and and I, I I appreciate this. Is his view is like, well, bro, Alpha Elite's not. <clears throat> It's not taken yeah, any sort of L from Inaka. Growing strong, you're going quicker together than if you if you guys are like yeah. competing against each your, other. To your point, though, I mean that that I mean that is the environment and the atmosphere here in Houston, right? Like, so that collaborative effort is now felt among the generation yeah. two, generation threes, and like that's sort of the culture that he's mm-hmm. built very purposefully. Yeah. So, but like that's not the case. I think yeah. it's, I, I can right. Think no, no, but else. but but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is like. I don't think it's exclusive to Houston, but I definitely notice it the most here. Definitely. Versus in a place like L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just cut no, through, LA's bro. Different, yeah. <laughs> L.A. is different. So, and even Miami, anywhere else that has some sort of fitness scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, it's very, like, snobbish almost. Yeah, like, oh, that's this the person, that's the right they made this it. kind yeah. of content. But over here, even though some of the content, I'll be honest, I think is cringe sometimes. <laughs> sure. Okay. And I think everyone does. I still appreciate the fact that it's collaborative. I'd rather have yeah. collaborative, supportive, cringe content any day over detrimental, mm-hmm. tearing other people down, yeah. competitive content, yeah. you know? No, definitely out here specifically. Like, it's like there's a million content creators, a million photographers, videographers, but like it's almost like, yo, bro, how can we work together? Let's, right. let's make something together. Yeah. Like, me and uh, Corey, shout out Corey. Like, we're making videos together now. And. It's awesome, you know. I'm not looking at Corey like, oh fuck that guy. Like, you both he, help each other. He does right, the same yeah. thing as me. Like, no, everyone's a everyone's a different creator. Sorry to cut you off, but this oh, no. just put me on the about on the idea. When are you moving here? Oh, is that a ginger ale. That was gonna be my when question, I find the uh, American wife. <laughs> I <was> get <laughs> <laughs> myself a green card. No, that, that was, the question I was gonna get ask yourself exactly a southern that. girl, bro. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, get yourself a southern girl. girl. They're all godly <laughs> and, and they're down. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, you're. I mean specifically here but the u.s is like if you want to pursue bodybuilding fitness social media as a career there's only one place to be and so like i know it's not as easy to you like think houston i mean i'm like the u.s for and the then states houston specifically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. i mean you can that's not to say that you can't be successful overseas not at all. i mean, I mean he's very at, clearly successful overseas but I'm yeah, saying yeah. if you came here in a year you might double in everything every single way that's just running through my head also there. i think it's I, I think the accent's endearing, bro. People <laughs> like that UK. That the, maybe that's what the, that's maybe that's what it is. Hundred percent. Yeah, we do get it. We do get it. Quite a lot. I'm like, hello. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from London? And then and there's I drink the number. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like my do you feel like uh, fans are more supportive overseas? Because um, from an outside looking in, like, even like concerts, I feel like overseas concerts are always like bigger. The fans are more into it. Like sports. I can't say that I've met many fans. I'm going to be honest. 
out here. I probably met like four or five. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty nice they're, people. They're, they're oh pretty yeah, everyone's good. I mean, when you meet yeah. when you meet yeah. fans, yeah, uh, th- it's like, crazy. Like th- they didn't know you were here. I like, feel like overseas, like the people who are just so much more like supportive. Like they're so into it. Yeah, I will. No matter say what it that, is, yeah, like, I will say people, people that I've met overseas tend mm-hmm. to be less snobbish. Not to yeah. use that word again, but people that I've met in Europe, mm-hmm. especially Australia. Um, into Australia. Australia is a big one. My my dad was born there. Oh, that's fucking yeah. Sick. So he's basically English. Fun fact. Wow. But his great grandfather <laughs> was a convict, and they moved all the convicts from <laughs> England to Australia, <laughs> and then they all fucked each other, and now you've got Australians. <laughs> oh, okay. so they've all got a little bit of fucking crazy in them. But yeah, um, that's crazy. So I've been there four times. I'm going this New Year's. Uh, oh, I got a bunch damn. of family cool. over there, but nice. the people over there are you either meet very nice warm welcoming people or you meet the biggest dickheads you will ever meet bro <laughs> i remember so <laughs> i remember while i was over there <laughs> a little side story here someone was driving like a dumbass and my dad my dad is 74 so he at this point he must have been like 68 and someone was driving like a dumbass he went over and met them at the gas pump and cussed them out and said you're a fucking dumbass whatever Damn. and her boyfriend about 10 minutes later came back found us and smacked my dad in the face oh and i'm like 14 gosh, years old and bro i have never seen some shit like that in the u.s Damn, for as wow. violent as we are it's like this guy this guy was like on a different level yeah i would he was never like cracked out i would never do it to anybody Holy so shit. i mean he didn't look right he looked like he was on oh, okay. something but we've met a couple other people there that are just like complete assholes. It's funny that there's only those two sides of the spectrum versus in yeah. the States is like, everyone's basically right in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I th- yeah. I think Either the are the nicest that. people in Australia or the most dickheads. I think the reason for that, I mean, Australia is different because it's, it's a giant country as well, but like in the countries with a smaller population, like you are very like, it's almost like there's not as much room to fence it. So you have people on one end of the extreme or the other. So like specifically for being a fan of influencers, bodybuilding, like, you have the people who are a really big fan of it. So that's going to be a lot of your support. And there's people that are just on the end that doesn't care. Mm. So like, I don't know. I think like that's, that's why you get so much support there because you have like people identifying strongly with that in a smaller populace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And like people are smaller there. Is that, is that, is that isn't that a thing? Right. What? Like, like in, in, like, in like, like physical, physical. Yeah. Size. In like India, isn't like bodybuilding huge? Like, yeah. Bodybuilding is pretty Cause big. when bodybuilders well, show up there, it's like a freak, like a freak of nature. Yeah. Is yeah. Like here, like, but yeah, I would also argue that that's because India's what? Second world. So yeah, there's a yeah. huge population there. They've got like 1.8 yeah, billion people. Yeah. So like bodybuilders a, are like aliens when they show right, up. It's but like, there's a huge population guy. of people in India yeah. that are malnourished from birth because they don't have money. So and I'm talking like, hundreds of millions of people are like that yeah. so when you have the people that not to offend any of my indian watchers but <laughs> if you have uh you know just a select few people that are bodybuilders that show mm-hmm. up they're just not even going to look right versus yeah. over here the standard of living is higher on mm-hmm. average so even your average nine to five worker might yeah. still hit the gym and look kind of buff but over there i think it's a little bit different yeah. you know I think that's true but yeah. i put a poll shout, up on my story i wanted to <laughs> Shout out Lost Silts. Let's see what we Coming got. Soon. Q&A. Are you done to talk about gear? Yes, do it. Well, let's go. Hey, What's your craziest cycle you've ever taken? Craziest cycle. Like stupidest, most overboard because you didn't know anything. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm pretty lucky. I never did that because I had the right guidance from the start. Mm. Uh, but like the, the biggest cycle was probably actually in 2019 when I first went for my pro card. So I probably I took less gear 
this year mm-hmm. and last year than in that yeah. first year. Why? Why is? Oh, why do you think you went uh, overboard that first year? I think because the education around steroids and maybe not here, but in the UK, really progressed. Yeah, like real education, real too. like uh, we we call it like a safer use model is become like very very strong in the UK, and it's something that we all kind of adopt and use at the moment, which we could talk about. I know we can talk for hours about it. Uh, but man, I, I probably did ended up on about four fifty test, probably four hundred mast, four hundred primo. 400 trend. <laughs> that wrecked me. That wrecked me. How did you, you feel? Did you feel? Uh, 50 out of our 50 wins. <laughs> How t- much did you grow in that cycle? T3, T4, Clem. Holy I mean, I bet that's not you're, too you're crazy even compared eat. to some of the open cycles, but yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to my, I'm thinking about strong. how much I took. Oh, that was silly, yeah. That and, was silly. and that was just for men's. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that was silly. That, that <laughs> was just that. Like, that's uh, that's like, It wasn't all at once. So like it probably started at probably like, Half of that, yeah. maybe a third of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You taper like, up. Up to up. Did you just feel so like uh, mentally? Like, where were you at? At the, at the end, you just think, yeah, I could stop right now. Yeah, it's probably a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah have you? So what? What I noticed this is by my prep cycle was by far the heaviest shit I've ever taken. Yeah. And towards the end, I felt actually toxic. That's like the, my that, body. That's what we said. We said that you just feel like right. Wait, stop like, injecting like, like mentally or, yeah. or physically no physically yeah physically you like you feel inflamed it's weird yeah yeah like your injections it, hurt like and like, it's just like you you know when you're like about to start getting sick but you haven't gotten the sniffles yet mm-hmm. but you just kind of have that feel like your body is coming yeah. down with something yeah. it's like that kind of 24 7 and i don't know i think the starvation probably probably plays some sort of role there yeah, you're but it's also, also Towards those last two weeks, usually it's the two weeks where you throw in that super heavy shit like Halo, and it's just, it's like a fucking nuclear bomb on your liver, and (laughs) this is, like, if there's ever to be a nuclear bomb on your liver, it should be the last two weeks of prep. Like, this is the time. If if that, yeah. Right, right. This is the time to push the envelope, Um, but you just feel it. Like, I don't know exactly how to explain it, besides how I just said. It's kind of like this background feeling like you're coming down with something and mm. i think it's because your liver is so butt fucked <laughs> everything that it's just yeah liver, everything liver, your yeah. liver kidneys Cholesterol. and you're like anxious about the show and everything like that every day yeah. especially the and your starve, last week of starving prep, yeah like yeah. the last yeah. week of prep you're mentally at your worst you're physically at your worst like but you look the craziest like it's yeah. it's <laughs> it's ins- it's insane what was uh both of you guys what was your worst uh like prep moment like yeah i, w- I don't want to say side effect but like what was okay. the worst Mine experience you injection Bad injection. Ooh, how'd that go? I did, uh, wait, I wait, real quick. What, for those of you, Pin, which is a, honestly a fair bit of our viewers, what size needle were you using? What length and what gauge? Oh, God, I couldn't tell you. It was a one mil insulin pin with... Is an insulin. Uh, it was an insulin? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I use. I use insulin. Everything. Pretty I only use that for TRT. Well, well, in off-season, I can probably get away with just insulin because I just oh. inject every day, right? And you do, yeah, you do yeah, one, yeah. Mil, one mil every day. Right, if you're going to use Primo or something, but yeah, in prep, I got to use a two mil bar on something a little bit bigger. I just go by the colors, so maybe like <laughs> was, it, yeah, was, it, was it was it orange or blue or something? Yeah, so orange is the insulin, and then blue might be different colors. Yeah. Well, let's let's just assume you're using a twenty three gauge. It, That's pretty. Where, where were you pinning it? Uh, it was the leg. So I tried to do the top of the leg, the piriformis. Yeah. I got told that this was the place. This was the spot. Oh, no, yo, yo, that is Josh, not Josh, the spot, bro. This is the That's spot. That's the tiniest muscle feel, on your body. You're not going to feel it. So I do my normal, I'm like, cool, didn't feel it. Went straight in, I'm thinking, cool. And then the next day, I just wake up and I'm just like, I'm red from about like a third of my leg. 
Yeah. And then uh, I ring the doctor. I'm thinking, yeah, right, draw a line around it. So I draw a line around uh-huh. it. And he's like, check it every hour. I check it next hour. And it's just crept down. Oh, fuck. I check it every hour. It's crept down. And it gets all the way to my knee to the point where my knee is like double the size. Oh, fuck. And I remember where I ejected. Wait, wait. How how far out were you from the show? Four weeks. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I have to do my cardio. I have to walk. I have to keep my, my you know, steps like your baseline yeah, yeah. right up. So I injected up here, down to my knee is swollen. This is dark red. I've actually got a thumbnail. I can send you the picture. I've got a thumbnail. <laughs> it's dark. Purple. So, so your whole thigh. Yeah, my whole thigh. So, do like you, what, so what happened? Was it? It wasn't some sort of infection. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I got given antibiotics at the time. Just, just like, like in right, case it was in case it's that. Then do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. So. I had antibiotics and I was four weeks out. I limped around 10,000 steps a day. I couldn't, oh I could never bend my knee. I, I couldn't do that. That's the fucking commitment right there, bro. I was just stupid, man. But, but honestly, the, my leg was- Wait, was, it, was, this, was this last prep? No, it was 2019. This was the- Okay, the, the heavy, first- the heavy the, yeah, yeah. First prep? Yeah. Yeah, the heavy cycle. Yeah, you probably needed to rotate. All the first, like- a uh, shit ton of muscles. Yeah. What about you, James? What was your worst uh, experience? What, pinning? Just in general. Not, not just pinning, but in, on prep. Um, I honestly, like my, my baseline's pretty low. I stay yeah. pretty lean when I'm bulking. I don't have a big appetite. Yeah, so things didn't really start to get hard until about three weeks out. Um, I would just say it strained my romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that was the biggest part is my girlfriend was f- worried that I was like losing feelings for her. Yeah. You become distant like, because become you're just distant. losing yeah, yeah. feelings in general. It's not like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. It's hard for, yeah. yeah. It's hard so you, you that. become very unemotional it's because you're exactly. And your body is like, you can't worry about mm-hmm. sex. You can't worry about love. You can't worry about happiness, worry sadness, about, anything. About moving. Just worried about food, bro. Yeah. You got to <laughs> eat more. You're starving. So that's the only thing that it's subconsciously. It's always yeah. there is this hunger. And I think Gianna, obviously, like, she's never been with someone who's done bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a very rare state to be in yeah. where you're star- you're starved that much for such a long period of time that she was, like, worried things weren't going to go back to the way they were. And I shit you not, within three days of eating what I wanted, <laughs> right, but I'm, like, I'm a simp, bro. I'm, like, cuddling her and stuff. Yeah, I love you. Stroke my head again. <laughs> Let's yeah. go eat. Where do you want to go? No, so yeah oh no truly like as soon as dude food literally like changes your mood i it's didn't a real thing. i didn't reverse actually and i'm only up about five pounds from stage weight but that's because i've lost some fullness mm-hmm. i've lost some water retention in my muscles um and i've gained some fat how do you, you feel about that what how do you feel about that like not yourself? not not reversing yeah like do you feel good in yourself are you happy yeah i yeah. mean people kept kind of warning me yeah, yeah. that you got to be careful with your reverse. You have to take yeah. it seriously because you're going to binge if you don't. And I think that is true for 99% of people. Mm. But I think subconsciously, I just knew I am not, I'm not the binge type yeah. of person. Even yeah. if people say, oh, you're different after you come off prep. I'm just not. So I, cause I, my stomach is just small genetically or yeah, something. You, you don't eat regardless. Like, so I was starved coming. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was starved coming off of mm-hmm. prep, but then I would have like two pancakes and some eggs and bacon and I'm good. Like, I'm full. And it continued that way for the second day, Plus third day, fourth man. day. Well, it's lucky, <laughs> except when I'm trying to bulk, which is the way. majority of the <laughs> year, right? Yeah, would you sure. rather have 40 weeks of the year be hard, or would you rather <laughs> have 12 weeks of the year be hard? Yeah. Um, so, but luckily for cutting, yeah, it is that way. And I didn't reverse 
really at all. I kind of stuck to it for a couple of days, but then I'm like, dude, fuck this. I've been doing this for 12 <laughs> weeks. I just want to eat what I want. I want to go on Would you dates. say it's harder for you to bulk? Cause, oh, 100%. Cause yeah, because you don't like eating that much. Yeah, I mean, general. prep was hard. Don't get me wrong. But to bulk yeah. properly, properly is, is properly way harder for me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to like go out to dates, try yeah. new steakhouses, try new restaurants. Like, What was your highest weight? My highest weight on bulk? Yeah. 202. 202. Yeah, and, and it was pretty lean. I mean, you guys know yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah, I never. Yeah, you're still like a six lean. pack and yeah. shit. Like. Yeah, but it was. I was definitely softer. And actually, yeah. when I was on prep, I was about a week out, and I was scrolling through my camera roll trying to find something, and I saw the thumbnail from a video that I'd taken peak bulk, and it was at a downward angle like this of a video, and I just had this big ass <laughs> double chin, and I'm like, holy fuck, I can't go back to that, bro. <laughs> Josh, you said you were like two seventy something in your, your heaviest. Yeah. Two, 275, maybe 270. Oh, Jeez. And how tall are you? 6'1. 6'1, 275. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, That's chunky. men's physique, That's baby. Men's <laughs> it's NFL, bro. <laughs> oh my God. And you Wait, said, what? what you, you were chunky? Yeah, it was pretty heavy. I had abs, but like. You had abs? I, I had to lose a lot. So I lost like 55 pounds for this. <sighs> that, was which, that was last prep. Which, yeah, this last You prep. went from 275 to. 225, 230. In one prep. What the fuck? I think I lost 23. Yeah. Which Damn. which is probably a very good idea, is, and it's probably tor- a better. Yeah, idea. yeah. Towards towards my idea. lowest weight, but stage weight it was only about nine, mm-hmm. eighteen pounds. So I think in uh, hindsight, that's probably a goal. I wouldn't go, probably wouldn't go that far. I'd probably yeah, go no, towards no. about thirty. Yeah, yeah. 30 I think thirty is good. I think the problem with me is that I can't bulk yeah. properly. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm pounding food, taking MK six seven seven, I'm like, yeah, I'm still just not eating all that much. Maybe four thousand calories mm-hmm. a day yeah, tops. Yeah. It's not going to the right places. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. And it's just not consistent enough. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Like, if I could bulk like Zach Jennings. You see Zach Jennings? Yeah. Y'all watching. I know you've insane. seen him. Bro, the difference between his between his prepped look like and a, his bulked look is a different person. He's like a bear, bro. Yeah. And he just gets ridiculously strong. You could strong put on, like, 60 pounds and, like, snap a finger. Swear yeah, no, but he... And he even said... We had him on for the podcast once, and he said that... For him, he can kind of just eat where he wants. Mm-hmm. So if I want to come down 30 pounds, I'll just eat that amount. It's not really that hard. If yeah. I want to go up 50 pounds, I'll just eat that amount. It's not really hard. I'm it's like, crazy you too. Crazy discipline. Yeah. It's not. It's just like, it's just mind over matter yeah, at that point. Yeah. So I guess that's that's the problem for me. Yeah. Josh, you said you never want to get that heavy again, really. I don't think I need to get that heavy again. So yeah. or, or I might get that heavy, but it's not going to feel it. It's going to take time. I, I just like I had to do that one big push yeah. to put on the muscle that I need to put on. What and what percent, uh, just out of curiosity, would you say you were at peak bulk when it was that two seventy five? I don't know if I trust seventeen or so. Yeah, 16? yeah, eighteen, eighteen between seventeen and twenty one. Yeah, Damn. so you you were a big dude, big boy. Were you moving That's weight? You get strong as fuck. Yeah, strong as fuck. Oh, were, you, yeah, were you doing maybe. heavy compounds? Like, how do you train your uh, peak bulk? Do you train like? Do you still squat? Do you still bench? Like so I don't. I have, don't squat. I don't bench. I don't deadlift. Uh, everything is. Um, everything is pretty much machines. What I use is things that are, <laughs> are like congruent to your like your your where your Ra- muscles are strong. Motion. Range of motion. So yeah, that's interesting. A lot bro. of uh, so this is why Athlon's so good because it's got the prime. It's got the side right, legs. Right, right, right. Like these these machines are. Perfect for Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, when Dorian was training with uh, Stephen Cow, he was saying the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah. he's not pushing heavy weight. He's not going low rep. He's going like machines and, and going. Well, for I'll reps. go. We'll go heavy. We'll go strong. We'll go heavy. Yeah. So we'll, we'll load up. You still sure. hit like a three to four rep yeah. range. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more like five, 
five to eight, and mm. then something. But you're doing that on the machines. On machines, yeah. Yeah, on machines. But interesting. So would you would you say Shit. because there's been for a very long time there's been debate between like uh, power building approach yeah. versus a bodybuilding approach, and my view has been you can do a bodybuilding approach and make even more progress in terms of muscle size. But the reason a power building approach works so well for so many people is because when you do those heavy compound movements, it forces you to use more weight. Like when I get a, under a bench press, I'm forced to use more weight. I have to warm yeah. up like six sets versus when I get under a machine, it, I just like three set mm -hmm. warm up. So I think that it's a lack of intensity on machines for a lot of people. Like usually people, when they do an isolation machine, they're not going to go to complete muscle failure as they would on bench press, for example. So if you do do that, you'll actually make even more gains than if mm -hmm. you're doing the power building approach. It's just so many people don't. They do their main movements, and then they're like, oh, I'll just fuck around on these isolations. Yeah. Yeah. But if you really go to failure, you know. That, that's the key. It's just training hard enough. You can apply the same intensity on a, on a bench press to any, any single exercise. Chest fly. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to apply yourself. But it's, it's, it's difficult because have you ever seen the video of Tom Platt's he comes into a gym. I'm sure you already know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, and he press. sees someone doing a leg press, <laughs> and this guy was going to stop at eight reps, and Tom made him do, like, 20. Yeah. And this guy thought his failure was at eight reps. Yeah. And that's the way it is when you do machines. A lot of the time, you undervalue just how far, fail like, muscular failure mm -hmm. actually is. So you think it makes a difference from the machine to a free weight? I think that when you have the threat of a – if you don't get this rep, it's going to fall back on your chest. Like with a bench press, okay, okay. I think people have that kind of, they get more adrenaline and they're like, oh, I got to get this weight up. So you get those super so slow yeah, grinder reps. But uh, yeah, exactly. But a lot of the time that I see people do like a uh, uh, machine chest press, it's like, dude, you got mm -hmm. 10 reps left in the take. Yeah. I can tell just by how fast the last one moves. Like you got way more in you. So you guys sure. are big advocates sure. of training to failure. Yeah, clearly. 100%. Yeah. Especially if, sure. if you're on gear. If you're on gear, the other guys that you're competing against are going to be training to failure. And because you're on gear, you're going to have the recovery ability to be able to recover if you're training right, to failure right, right, each time. Right, right. I mean, I'm not saying like blood and guts work out the whole time, like every but set. at least every exercise you do, one of the sets should be to yeah. failure, I think. Um, if you're natural, it's a little different. You can burn yourself you, out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need more recovery. Yeah. So, do you agree with that? Uh, I would agree that I would, yeah, I would agree, but I think if you're natural, you can do it as well. You just do less volume. Or in fact, I think I actually, I, I, yeah. I actually think that that, and I know this for a fact. I've trained people who are natural who can out volume me and train me and failing me. Yeah, I think I actually think it's more like genetic recoverability. So I think you should just that is true. I think you should do the maximum amount that you should that you can do and recover from and perform again at the same mm -hmm. intensity yeah. and progress the next yeah. time. Yeah. I think so, though. I mean, obviously, steroids. And stuff like growth hormone makes it different. I mean, I've noticed, like, I can just recover from shit faster. Yeah, sure. So on average, yeah, sure. like, everyone who's enhanced, obviously. Um, but there's definitely, like, a big genetic part, too. So you'll watch your favorite bodybuilder or whatever do a workout, yeah. and you try to follow it, and you just can't move the next day. It's like, <laughs> well, that's yeah. not... How is it really conducive to muscle growth if you can't train legs for two weeks because you destroyed yourself so much on one leg day that yeah. you can't even train for two more weeks? You know, you'd rather have four leg workouts within that time span. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, my God. Okay. That's crazy. Cheers, y'all. We're going to stop making sense in a little while here. But. Has your training regimen changed oh, over the years? 
since you started as a on the journey of professional bodybuilding. Uh, you know what? I probably trained the same for the last four or five years as well. Yeah. Yeah, but you're seeing steady gains, steady yeah, growth. Yeah, yeah, it's quite. Uh, and you're taking less gear, which is that's yeah. that's that's very less, valuable. Less gear, but like in more like synergy with one right. with more than yeah. one another. So you right. kind of you yield technically like the same result with less. Yeah. Side effects. Right. Yeah. Right. Theory. So I mean, have you? Uh, you say you don't really incorporate any bench press, squat, deadlift, anything like that? Uh, so variations of, right? So, like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't do a bench press. I'd do a reverse banded Smith press. I wouldn't do a, a, a squat. A, a reverse banded hack squat? A reverse banded hack squat. Fuck yeah, bro. You know, it's like my the, favorite leg exercise. Yeah, you know, I'd do something like that. I wouldn't, Or I'd do a pendulum squat because it, it works in that same yeah. way mm -hmm. as that a reverse band would do. Is that for injury prevention yeah. mostly? or Injury just prevention is it's probably a little bit more accurate for the, the muscle. Mm -hmm. Um why, why would you, in theory, why would you uh, increase the joint pressure, increase your injury risk if you could get the same results somewhere else? Mm -hmm. And if it feels yeah. better, and if it's better for the muscle, technically. Yeah, I know I have a- <coughs> like If you enjoy it, all right, cool, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have been balances like my shoulders and shit, so I just like using machines more, yeah. just because exactly. it takes pressure off that's, like that that's one the side. Thing, you know? yeah. Offers more stability, puts mm -hmm. you in a safer position. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. James, would you ever do a uh, powerlifting meet again? Yeah, I've I've mentioned this before. I think I would. Is that a whole like you just like reset your whole like workout, fucking? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you left. <laughs> Give it back to me. <laughs> Did you just tap out? Yeah, no, I just zoned out for a minute. I was talking to nobody. I went blind. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say if I do another powerlifting meet, um, I think I'm probably more from a genetic standpoint gifted. In terms of strength yeah. than muscle size, especially due to my genetically <coughs> low appetite, yeah. I just can't put on like slabs of muscle like some people can. So you can fit in a weight category nicely. Yeah, well. and I just think I did gymnastics from when I was four until I was twelve or thirteen. So I have like very strong tendons and ligaments. Mm -hmm. um, I just have fallen more in love with bodybuilding. But dude, I fucking love hitting PRs. Yeah, I love hitting one rep max. I can't stay away from it. Yeah, you're like, strong as shit. Like it, it, it would almost be a shame for you, like not to like stop. Working yeah, out like that. I mean, I love arm wrestling, and Kyle, yeah. my coach, will sit there and be like, "Why the fuck are you <laughs> doing all this shit? Like you're doing, you're using your internal rotators, arm wrestling someone. Like you're gonna get mm -hmm. snapped up." But half of fitness, it's not just winning. It's also like having fun and enjoying yeah. it. And I fucking love arm wrestling. Mm -hmm. I love hitting PRs, yeah. so <laughs> I would do. Arm crazy. Hey, dude, arm wrestling's crazy. fun as fuck. I have an arm wrestling table in there. We got to run it up after the pod, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, I would do another powerlifting meet. But I don't think I would prep for it. I yeah, think I would just wait till I was pushing you. I would wait till I was peak bulk. Sign up for a random meet. Not worry about yeah. getting first numbers. or second or third. And I would just try to be as strong as I can, just for the experience. Because. When I used to step on the platform, it's like, it's such a fucking huge rush. Mm -hmm. It feels the same as walking onto a bodybuilding stage. You know, like I when they call it. your name and you have to walk out and you got to wait, you got to move. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like, it's that so adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's such yeah. a good feeling. Fuck so yeah. for all, all those listening or watching, if you're into power building or powerlifting, I would say just fuck it, sign up for a local meet. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Like mm -hmm. I remember every moment of my first ever powerlifting meet, like every single second yeah. of it. I remember... I'd never taken nose torque ammonia oh, yeah. before, and this veteran-looking powerlifter came up to me backstage because he, <laughs> he could see I was this tadpole, <laughs> and he's like, here, kid, You'll try this. this. Yeah. You'll need this. And it wasn't one of those break open. It was one of those ones that you shake mm -hmm. and yeah, then the salts. 
And that shit's powerful, bro. So I didn't know any better. I went right in, nose to the fucking brim, and I took a full breath, and it hit me so hard I started crying. Like, tears started coming out of my eyes. I walked onto the wrong platform, and the judges had to grab me by the shoulders and turn me around and say, walk onto that platform. That's where you're lifting. I still managed to get the... Get the lift, but I remember that. <laughs> they said you're on the wrong platform. I'm like, bro, I can't see <laughs> shit. <laughs> I can't see where I'm going. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I, Do you I, have any uh, Q and A questions that are non fitness? Actually, we already answered the first Q and A question. And we got into such a long. I have long. a I have a question I was thinking about on the way over uh, in the car because you guys are both IFBB pros, and I was thinking about sort of like your educational come up. And I asked you in the kitchen earlier. I want to know your take on sort of like obviously this very unconventional path you've taken lifestyle wise career wise but you have your degree your advanced degree in criminology is what yeah. you said oh shit yeah yeah so <laughs> explain how you were feeling going through school and like how how you decided that that wasn't for you um i didn't do it by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know honestly like i i kind of fell in love with bodybuilding alongside that degree i was very set on uh doing my degree going into the police force because you, you go into police force with a degree you get fast track promotion you don't have to walk around yeah. on the streets for so long you become a detective you retire at 55 you get 60k a year uh you know and you fall into that routine Chin. and yeah. uh you know like literally as i was bodybuilding alongside going to university going to classes i just the the world of social media like started to open it, mm. it wasn't a thing you know when did when did instagram come out 2008 or something like yeah, I, but I it, didn't, it didn't really start popping off till like 2014. Yeah, it was and, I, and I was in uni 2011 yeah. to 2015, right? So like towards the end of it, when I really fell in love with bodybuilding, this whole industry emerged. Yeah, and I was like, right, there's yeah. something here right now, you know. Really? So you didn't think this is too good to be true? You didn't think I already did all this work? It's time to go to get a real job. You were like, wait a sec, this might there might be something here. Yeah, what was your first taste of like real money from from doing uh, like yeah. bodybuilding or oh. content? Um, probably just from the coaching side, man. I mean, yep. you guys, yeah, know, I knew he was you guys know how it is, bro. bro. Like, yeah. 100 people is not yeah. a lot of people when you've right. got 20,000 followers. 100 yeah. people. Well, yeah. if 100 mm. people pay you $200 a month, yeah. that's mm. $200,000. Yeah. That's stupid money. 20K. Yeah. 20K, 20K. And it's stupid, right? And the higher the higher that totem pole you go, you go, all right. And you can work from anywhere. Like You can do that from anywhere. And you're making more than what neurosurgeons make. Yeah, and you, and you know what? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so clients. Yeah, so that was it. Like that was it. It was from the coaching, uh, and then like you do your first like small drop, and you make like you know you do ten thousand dollars or whatever, ten thousand yeah. pounds. You think, well, I just sold hundred hoodies overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then obviously yeah. that taste of like damn. working for yourself. Like yeah. I don't gotta give this money to anybody. This is literally all mine. I made it in yeah. one night or one day or one month. Yeah, yeah. Months, okay. Yeah. So what year was that? Back. So was that after you graduated? Uh, no, no. Started online coaching. No, it was probably like twenty six. I probably made my first like you know, six figures in a year or something. All right, so there's a good difference there between when you graduated and when you started making livable money. Yeah, yeah. Things. So so I, you I, I worked at Lululemon. You worked at yeah. You that's had, why I love like that's why I love fucking love so Lululemon. Yeah, I do. Like, I fucking love Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's, 60, that's 60, my feminine coming out yeah. right there. I fucking love Lululemon. Sixty percent discount. I used to spend my entire wage on it. Every <laughs> you had an advanced degree in criminology and you worked at Lululemon. Yeah, because I I, I, I didn't want to live at home where yeah. with my mom. I wanted you know mumsy mumsy. <laughs> I do want to live at home, mum. I just had to Shout leave to go chase my dreams. Right. Yeah. So like I didn't want to. We live at home, it's just me and my mom. I wanted to send it, so I moved to London, but I couldn't afford it. So I moved to London, did like three days, like uh, I, I work full time at Lululemon, but in my part time, I'll do my coaching. 
You had to work two jobs to live yeah, in London. Yeah, to do to do my coaching in the evening. Yep. And then eventually coaching matched my wage. But it was I still didn't get paid a lot, so I had to keep going into li- a little bit more. And then I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Let me let me get rid of right. lemon, move back home. Went back with Mumsy anyway. Yeah. Save <laughs> save the money until I could actually move out and then yeah. And how, how old were you when you moved out that second time? Uh, 20, 27. 27. So, I went, so I'm back for about eight months. Yeah, well, I just mean like everyone listening to this, like you think that you have to make a decision right when you graduate when you're 21 years old. Like yeah. it's not true. Yeah. Like, you don't have to rush into the rest of your life. And you, really you, and you reach that point where like you, you're like, all right, I got to leave Lulu. Like, cause yeah. you're either going to give it like a hundred percent or, or don't do it. You know? It's taking so much of me yeah. that I wanted to give elsewhere. That yeah. It just took away from happiness. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Shout out. And Lulu also, uh, I think I it love was, Lulu. <laughs> Yeah. I think it was Grant Stefan, the real estate Grant guy Stephen on YouTube. Grant. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I think it was him who made a video on li- moving back in with his parents, and he mm-hmm. said it was like the best decision of yeah. his life. It's actually really only a Western thing to move out of home yeah. from yeah. your parents, because I've noticed with Gary, young LA owner, he is originally from India, mm-hmm. and his parents live with him. His brother lives with them. Yeah, it's big. They all, I mean, they all live in one house together. So it's like it's. It's actually not kind of the norm. Mm. It's just a, a a Western thing to move out. So there's no shame yeah. in like living with your parents. I mean, I did that for a year after yeah. I dropped out of, of college. Listen, if you're like grateful enough to be able to go home to your parents yeah. and they take care of like it's they're you're, they're helping you, you know, you're saving money in the meantime and you're figuring out what you want to do mm-hmm. until it's time to uh to go on your own. And also there's no one who's ever going to love you like your parents. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something I've learned over exactly. time. Yeah. My they, mom's always they, like, when are you coming home? Say that. Like, they always say <laughs> Your parents will always tell you that, but it's not until you graduate from college, go out into the real world, yeah. and then you're like, oh, shit, they were right. Yeah. Yeah. I can go. I can literally go home whenever, and my mom's mm-hmm. open arms, but yeah. obviously I'm here. How did your mom, what did your mom think about your career choice? <clears throat> uh, did she understand? Yeah, she, you know what? Actually, she, she, she was very much for it for a very long time. You know, she's at the age of 67 cool. years old. She's reflects on her life a lot, and she's like, no, no regrets. Go, go, go! Chase what's yours. You know. Do yeah. they understand the whole like bodybuilding thing and what it takes? Yeah, I remember we sat down. We were on holiday. We were in Venice. We were sat at a restaurant. And yeah. a little nice canals. I'm like, I think I'm gonna take steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> funny no, no, when I, I first. I want to know about that. How did that? How did that go? How did you expect it to go? On how the canal. Yeah. Uh, we'd like we'd like f- the words had been fluttered around a few yeah. times, so it was kind of expected that I'd, we'd, I'd like this is my dream, this is it, and she 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 just said like no regrets. Um, you can't. Damn. Don't look back and think is it, is this going to be a moment where you look back and think I could have done that. Mm. Yeah. If it is, don't right. go, then go do it. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah. When I when I first pitched steroids to my parents, pitched. I <laughs> I pitched Power it to them. <laughs> right, and I said, I'm getting on testosterone because it sounds more natural. It's what your body yeah, naturally yeah, produces. Yeah, yeah. So no one needs to know that it's actually a steroid. I'm yeah. I, I was just like, I'm gonna start injecting it instead of naturally producing Did it. You say you need it? Uh, yeah, I said I was you know, my <laughs> I actually took a SARM intentionally to suppress my test so that I could get prescribed testosterone. That's, that's insane. And I <laughs> don't that's do that. Don't kids. Do, do not, do I'm not, not do that. I'm not saying you should do it, but that's what I did. <laughs> and, that's uh, that's so all right, I'm just being honest here. And, and my, <laughs> oh my, my testosterone was like 47 nanograms per milliliter or deciliter or whatever it was. It was in the female range. So the doctor was like, yeah, you need tests for sure. I'm like, oh, nine, uh, 20 year old, Damn. like I need testosterone for some reason. Yeah, I'm in the female range. No reason for that. And um, oh, my shit. parents were, once they got behind that, it was more easy to like 
Versus if I said, yo, I'm gonna hop on trend, Halo, yeah. test, <laughs> like oh all this God, shit. The list. Yeah. When you told them that, Dude, did they so know fun. that you wanted to do bodybuilding? Or were you just like, ah, fuck it, I gotta Oh, yeah. I mean, all at right. that point, I was 20 and I'd been lifting since I was 14. So they, I'd already been signed with Gymshark. They knew that this was, actually, I'd already dropped out of school at this point. So Damn. they knew this is what I wanted to do. But. That's some supportive parents, man. That's awesome. Yeah, James, that's insane, bro. I'm sorry. You literally purposely. Dude, I know a lot. I know a lot of people do that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good way to because especially if you're 20 years old, they're not going to want to prescribe tests to you. So you have to give them a good reason. Really good reason. But um, yeah, but but my dad was, you know, he left Australia when he was 21. Yeah. To go be a boat captain, and all he'd ever done was boat. He all all he'd ever done was sailboat racing in high school. And he actually lied on his first job and said, yeah, I know how to drive a full-size sailboat and got the job. And that's what got started. That's what got him started. So when I said, yo, I want to drop out of school, I want to pursue fitness. He was all for it. I was only making about $2,000 per month at the time, but he was still all for it. My mom was like a little edgy, but (laughs) as understandably so. Understandably so. Here, I'm going to look down on the questions. Yeah. I can't get over that. Kinkiest thing you've ever done? <laughs> Jesus, bro. <laughs> Josh. Josh. Out of left field, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the kinkiest thing you've ever done, that's a no-go? Yeah, don't answer that <laughs> No, answer No, no, it, bro. we just don't answer the kinkiest thing. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to we think had, most we kinky, We had to cut out some sensitive info there, but we're kinkiest back, thing back. you've ever done is not sensitive info at all. Let's hear know. it. I'm trying to think. You put I'm trying to define kinkiest. Yeah. There is a very clear Is there a baseline? Kinkiest. Give me a baseline. Baseline would be like spitting in your partner's mouth. Well, that's ticked off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love these questions. I put this on my I put this on my uh, second this account. James, I knew they'd be it's not up. even there. He's so just, he's just asking. Me. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know, bro. I'm like, let me see what it's like. No, don't worry about it. I was thinking, like, wheat ass, had my ass eaten. Yeah, yeah. Child, You had your ass eaten? Imagine a child, like, changing a nappy. Oh, so you were legs up, missionary, bro? <laughs> All right, now that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Let's get a round of applause for that. I wish. That's funny. Wait, hit the, hit, the, hit the yellow button on there. Hit the yellow button on there. Is that a laugh? There we go. You got to hit it again. <laughs> oh, Damn, color, dude. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. Oh, so you just asked no, me? No, no. What, 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 about, what about you guys? Uh, Harry, you're Harry, you're up. Jeez, Harry, you're up. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Uh, I can't follow that up. That's fucking sick. Shout out. Shout out her. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Come um, on, Harry. This, uh, oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Can I, I'm going to use, I'm going to use like one that's like a little bit not. No, no, no. Full thing. Full thing. Come on, bro. I can talk. No, I'm well, use I one. probably so can't top there it. Was, I don't know. I, I was, I was with this girl and I, so prior to her, I wasn't, uh, there wasn't, I hadn't been with a girl that was into things like that. And so I like FaceTime my friend. I was like, what do I do? I was like, cause I, and he's like, uh, go. What I did is I bought rope at the store, tied it to the bed frame, and then made like makeshift cuffs. Yeah, for her, or for you, not for me, not for her. All right, I wasn't sure if this is a dominatrix <laughs> no, no, type no, of situation. No, 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 <laughs> no. All right, that's crazy, Joe. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Like I had some uh, some Valentine's days with my ex where we included some handcuffs. No, uh, you definitely got your ass eaten, bro. Don't lie to me. No, I honestly haven't. Finger? I've been offered. It's almost yeah. like I, I don't know. An offer? What? Like was uh, it a proposal? Like a business proposal? You were like, mm, not today. Hand clasp. <laughs> yeah. She not gets today. down on one knee. Can I eat your ass? <laughs> She's got a ring. I've got the proposal. No, yeah, no ass eating, but probably yeah. 
I'm, I'm a fan of handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, what do you got to say about that? Big bro? fan of handcuffs. Are you a fan? I'm saying, just try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, handcuffs are cool. I'm gonna run it after this, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna make some calls. Like, hey, <laughs> you want to come on? Set up a group chat. <laughs> I'm gonna make some calls. All right, uh, next question. That's no, James got to answer that. Oh yeah, James, you're up. Unless you don't want to. No, I mean it would probably probably have my butt fingered. I mean I I, I was probably six <laughs> months ago on the pod. How many knuckles? It it was just the first one and a half, you know. It was just oh, a little yeah. tease. You but know? she had long fingers because yeah. <laughs> I I think it was six months ago on this podcast. I was like, I'll never fucking do that. Like, it's letting a girl that, dominate that, over that's me. gonna be me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be you in six months. But then <laughs> was like, sorry putting you on blast right here. It's like, Damn. bro, you gotta, you gotta try it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll try it. Fuck. I'll never look back. It was so good. <laughs> I asked for that shit every, every night. Every night. <laughs> oh my God. Um, let's see. I can't believe James Italian asked that question. Oh yeah, bro. No, there's some more. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone just asked wiener size. There's, there's plenty. That's I'm actually, true. someone said, do it stink. Yeah, mine does. That's why, why I wouldn't why let it curly your, my ass. Why those your fans have some interesting questions, bro? You know, they just they're curious. <laughs> they're trying bro. to stir the pot. Do it stink, bro? Like, <laughs> do it stink? Like, someone's got to type that out. Did your family ever oppose your bodybuilding at some point, or it sounded like uh, so? My that. my dad did when I first started uh, until he saw money, mm. and it's then like, okay, it was he like, and he's yeah, like, yeah, go he for like, it, baby. He's like, oh, baby, yeah. Uh, and then you know what? Like, so where I said, my mom said, go for it now. I think now if she could look back in hindsight and look the journey of things that I've been yeah. through, the mm-hmm. issues that I've been through, and yeah. also the results that I've got and the sacrifice I still need to make, yeah, she'd probably say that she's not a fan anymore. Yeah, because yeah. maybe she didn't think you'd take it that seriously. Maybe she thought you'd dip your toe in, yeah. try it. I don't think she understood the seriousness of taking right. steroids yeah. uh, for years at a time. Have you had any scares, like uh, medical? Mm, I've definitely had scares, like... Like, uh, you know, you think you have issues. Like, I've had heart scans. I've had, like... Especially with your fucking thigh, bro. Yeah, <laughs> the thigh was the scariest thing. And I've had, like, ba- a few bad injections. Like, I've had a shoulder that's done yeah. that as well. Mm. So I'm like... Holy shit. You know, and, like, when, you know, when your family see you do right, that... Right, 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 right. That's, like, that's what, what I'm wondering. I'm like, like is, is this worth it? Like, yeah. What yeah. are you doing? I actually, I just want to jump in. Um, is is more plates, more dates a big thing in England? Yeah, he's huge, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's huge. Okay, too. dope. Because I think... In part, he's inspired the whole revolution of yeah, of more intelligent cycles 100%. and taking minimum mm-hmm. minimum effective dose. But um, one of the things he told me, and he's also made a video on it, is never inject into the quad yeah. anywhere near <laughs> it. He's like, even if you're completely sterile, you do everything right, you're still going to have a bad shot in the quad. I've never really had a bad shot in the glute. Um, maybe once, but that was my fault. But the quad, sometimes it's like you hit an artery or something, you hit a, a vein, a nerve, yeah. and that shit just swells up because yeah. it's so dense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, someone asked how to deal with the mental sides of bodybuilding, EDs, body dysmorphia, isolated, and then it, the question stops. So just like the, the mental sides, like you look in the mirror <laughs> and you don't like the way that Everything. you look. Etc. Eating disorders. That's the hardest part. I'm probably not qualified to answer that, am I? Well, well, have you have you had have you struggled with that? Uh, Yeah, I think definitely. Like body image is a big thing. I think what people see is never what, especially when you're chasing uh, your own perfection. You never you never truly see what other people see. So Mm -hmm. uh, there is probably some form of 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 body dysmorphia there. You know where Mm -hmm. how impactful that is and how unhealthy that is. I think one. I think that's the the scale that 
you've probably got to decide and if it's if it's actually making you more unhappy and the, and the pain of that anxiety of feeling all those things is worse then you've yeah got to, then you've got to knock on the head but if you're okay with it then have you ever struggled with eating disorders, like like binging or anything like that? I think probably binging's probably been the main one, just post post show, like not being able to control it for sure. Actually, yeah, this is yeah. the best one I've ever done. I've been perfect. I've been just above maintenance, probably. I'm so nice. pretty. I'm pretty good. First one, proud of myself. Because the last two, good I job. fucked it. Hit that, hit that yellow button. <laughs> That's the laugh. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. last year like i fucked it you know you obviously you, uh, you finish your cycle you do your, your your clearance phase however long it is by the time i started my next blast i just was sick of food yeah i'm like yeah, what's yeah. the fucking point like i fucked it in three four weeks yeah, yeah so. and i feel like once you start down that path it's like well i'm i've already gained so much water and fat i might as well just keep going mm-hmm. you know you you can like justify it to yourself yeah. why it's why it's okay You'll always find a way yeah, it's like an addict, right? You, you'll find you'll find oh, yeah. a justification to eat right. that food. And I think it points to the I think it points to the fact that people don't realize how dependent they are on on satiating good tasting food. Because I definitely didn't. I thought yeah. prep was going to be easy, and I've said in my videos plenty of times. I don't think that hunger was the hardest part. I think cravings were, mm-hmm. because I was craving sugar. Yeah. I was craving. Yeah. Fat, what are you craving? Especially fat, yeah. savory fat. I wanted mm-hmm. bacon. Eggs, yeah, cheese, geez. yeah, man, yeah. like all the, all, 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 all the shit that makes you feel like heavy after you eat it. Yeah. Like I wanted pizza, burgers, like bacon, just right, into, just inject the fucking burger right <laughs> into my veins. I just want like olive oil Grease. at that point. Yeah, just spray Pam into your mouth like it's <laughs> like it's whipped cream. It was like, did you ever have a moment on prep where you like cracked? Never, never. Hell yeah, yo, hit the yellow button one more time, baby. Not one time. You're so, I will, you're so I will, invested. Like it's, it, you're cheating yourself, right? I will like, humbly admit, bro, I, I cracked a few times, but it wasn't out of hunger. I never binged while I yeah. was on prep. Like comfort? You just it would, it, no, no, no. I would just like you, those uh, Drizzalicious things. They're a thing oh, over yeah. here. I don't know. You, you've heard yeah, of yeah, them? I've seen this. They're like healthy quinoa, so I justify yeah. myself. I'm like, okay. oh, I'll have a little bowl of this. It's only 15 grams of carbs. Yeah. And I would be good after that. Mm-hmm. But up until like three weeks out, I was doing that kind of more often than I should have. Probably like once a day. Yeah. I was probably getting in that little extra 15 grams of carbs. And it adds up at the end of the week. It, it does, yeah. yeah. And it's because I just wanted that flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not the same. When you chew something and spit it out, That's yeah. just you don't get the satisfaction. But I would have that little bit of sweets and it would carry me through the, the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But once I cut that shit out, at I was about three weeks out. My coach was like, why the fuck are you so lean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been cheating this whole time, bro. Sorry. <laughs> but it was never like, I'm so hungry. I need to eat yeah. everything. I would, I would like measure out a little bowl yeah, of yeah. these delicious things and make sure like I wasn't actually fucking myself over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, how many full preps have you done? You had this, this one. Okay. This is one prep, two shows, one prep. How many preps have you done? Five. Five preps. Damn. Damn. Five, uh, probably six with three of them being natural. Boy. And you, and not one cheat. Good for you, bro. God damn. Cheating yourself. Wait, five preps with s- six preps with five of them being natural? Is that what you said? Three, three of them being natural. Oh, three of them. Okay. You plan on taking just a one year off season again? Or you want to do it yeah, again? I'll, I'll just do one year again. I think <laughs> I'm, well, my feedback was that I'm, I'm big enough ish. Uh-huh. Just got to fill in some gaps and come in a little bit leaner. What was your feedback? W- what do you want to work on? Uh, come, in a li- come in a little bit leaner, mm-hmm. a little bit fuller up top, fill in a few gaps. But it should be possible not having to lose 54 pounds this time. <laughs> if you just lose okay. Better have starting you, point. Ha, yeah. Have you ever tried not cutting out tests for the show? 
Yeah, I never got out tested. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because this I is any injections. Or this is like a new thing because yeah, yeah. the bro science theory for so long was you got to cut out tests water. when you're five weeks out to eliminate water. But the only thing that retains water is high estrogen. Exactly. So if you're already taking AIs, you're good. So what happens is people will look their best like four weeks out while the mm. test is still in their system. And then they will just flatten out for the next four weeks because they cut tests out. They're not as full. Sure. And sure, they're maybe retaining like one gram less water, but it's like you don't yeah, look full at all. No, and that's no. something I noticed backstage is a lot of people were saying, how are mm. you so full while being this lean? It's like I just didn't cut out tests. Yeah. I didn't even cut out growth for my first show. Oh shit! Yeah, really? I just kept it in because yeah. as long as you're lean enough and dry enough, that little bit of water retention, you're not even yeah, going to yeah, notice it. Notice, yeah. And it gives you so much more fullness. fullness. What is your favorite PED? Primo. Primo. I was going to guess that. All day, every day. Yeah. Damn. So why is Side that? Side effect free. Te- uh, so Primo because it's pretty like in terms of toxicity, it's pretty low on the profiles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, like there's like a 20 year study into. Uh, Primo on women, uh, and they run it up to fourteen hundred milligrams. Fourteen hundred milligrams damn. per is week. Is it not androgenic? Their clip it's, must it's be the size of my fucking thumb, bro. <laughs> Mildly, but they ran it in patients for twelve weeks, and they looked at the androgenic side effects. And within twelve weeks, at like the same time, everything had been completely gone. So, the tolerance of it is quite high. Like the the actual action of it driving up protein accretion is pretty high. Also, it modulates estrogen as well. So you can. You don't need to use yeah, AIs. Yeah, you, yeah. you use testosterone. You can use your Primo to modulate your estrogen. So because it binds or it, it like antagonizes. Exactly. So estrogen. it works as like a double edged sword. Yeah. Huh. Primo. I'm learning so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doctor, I wish. So what's what's your yeah? This is not medical advice. That this should be a given. <laughs> this is an but, answer to a question. Um, <laughs> what uh, what's what's your hair genetics like? Not that good. Not not that good. I'm going to Turkey soon. Oh, it's not that bad. It's it's mine's, mine's worse, Under the spotlight. Bro. It's looking thick. But how, much is that, how much is that uh, turkey procedure? Well, with an influencer pass. <laughs> hey, I love that. Free, free bucks, with a plus one. I love that. <laughs> Who's coming with me? <laughs> yeah, so seen a lot have of you noticed, because I really wanted to run Primo. Yeah. Because it was way less unhealthy than yeah. other androgens. But Derek was like, if you care about your hair at yeah, all, it's, go. it's just oh, really? going to butt fuck it. So... Yeah. You might as well just stick with test, finasteride, and trend, yeah. which is less healthy. Your cholesterol is going to be in the toilet. But yeah. Isn't that crazy? You'd rather kill yourself from the inside than lose your fucking hair. I'd rather kill myself, <laughs> bro. I'd, I'd rather kill myself for 12 weeks than lose my hair forever. Yeah. You could get, yeah, you, you exactly. get a procedure tomorrow yeah, if you wanted to. Yeah, but a hair transplant, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I'm in for that. Yeah. So then it turns into a self-confidence. If it got then, bad enough, yeah. But like, I'd yeah. rather just not deal with that, you know? Yeah. So... What you got? I'm natty and I'm struggling over here. Yeah, so you might as well just go crazy. <laughs> what <laughs> are your thoughts? Primo after this. <laughs> what's What's your thoughts on younger teenagers, probably like the 15 to 16 range, which I see a lot, about wanting to do trends, SARMs, tests, other steroids, etc. You stupid. Yeah, you dumb as hell, boy. You are dumb as hell. Next Bro, there was someone in my I was twi- I was streaming on Twitch yesterday, and I looked away for like five minutes. So by the time I looked back. There's just like eight dudes in my chat having an argument with this one Ziz disciple <laughs> saying like, I want to run rad 140 and I'm 15 years old. And these guys are like, you are fucking dumb, bro. I'm glad that if you've already taken defense. that jump, you might as well just take tests. It's going to be healthier. Yeah. And this is not advising me to for anyone to do tests. You, but people, it's like, you'd yeah. be surprised how far you can get naturally. I mean, like yeah, unless you're genetically so crushed, a lot of people like, bro, yeah. I, 
like you can you you're growing until you're damn near yeah. t- mid twenties. Like if you're yeah, fifteen, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. a decade of actually yeah. just growing as a human being and brain development. Yeah, try this is something that I fucking no, I wish that I knew. Especially when I started smoking weed, I was like fourteen. Yeah. I had no idea <laughs> the effect I had on brain yeah. development. But yeah. um, I did three ninety shows. Like and yeah. every show I got bigger. Yeah, exactly. And and and, and people don't changed. realize my, my my training stayed the same. It was just like muscle well, development over time. Exactly, that, 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 that muscle maturity, yeah. like it just happens with time. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's nothing that can do that besides time. Yeah, literally, you time. Know? Yeah. Obviously, and, when I'm 19 and, and when I'm 27, I'm gonna look. You also just, just gonna how be many denser. guys do you yeah. see at the gym that you know are taking stuff, but they look completely natural? Yeah, like, that's the worst yeah. thing mm-hmm. you could possibly. Yeah. Do. Oh yeah, you people are, are like, "Yo, I'm running TRT." I'm like, "Why? Because you have a little <laughs> yeah. test. Because You're 22. Because you don't yeah. know how to train. You don't know how to eat. You don't have any education on the matter. Fundamentals. That's what I'm saying. Like, do 10 years of the fundamentals, and if you still want to get to that next level, make that decision. the right way. Or it's because people fuck themselves over with SARMs. They go get blood work done to determine what's wrong with them, and they're like, "Oh, I need TRT." Here's the thing about SARMs. But wait, wait, re- real quick. I just wanted to say with SARMs, these kids want to run it. Bro, I ran a SARM at a normal dose. I ran LGD at 10 milligrams a day, which and is not a crazy fucks, amount. That's a normal amount yeah. the kids take. It got my test down to 42 nanograms per deciliter, bro. Yeah. It got my test down to female range within 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. I started 10 weeks before I got my blood test 10 weeks after. And I'm yeah. sure it was down at that range by the time I was like, yeah, by the quick. time I'd been running it for four or five weeks. And then I just, because I remember being depressed. I didn't get a boner for mm. six weeks straight. I had no urge to have sex or anything. And my, I was, I was just like lethargic. Mm-hmm. And that started about four weeks into LGD. And it lasted the next six weeks. So I'm sure I could have gotten that not blood work done bro. four weeks in. Like, bro, you think this shit's not going to suppress you. It's mm-hmm. just well, as suppressive as gear in, in some cases. But the thing is, like, like Josh was saying, the education has gone so far in the last five years that, like, there is no... Yes. Ex- like, back... Okay, you... Or people sure. who took SARMs five years ago had an excuse because there wasn't education. It was over legal, the counter, bro. Literally over the counter. Right. Yeah. So, so you had an excuse then. You don't now. If you're 15, no, 16, whatever I will now, say, like, bro. There's education out there to tell you how yeah. this affects Think of it, man. Think of it. Think of all the bros that get into lifting because they're in football. Mm-hmm. right you got to go into the weight room you're in football you're kind of the scrawny kid you go to your local supplement shop not a gnc or anything but one of those local ones you know how many pro hormones and sarms i've seen bottled up selling at supplement shops you don't need to show an id no. you don't need to prove anything they're it was not, legal a few years they're, ago they're well they're I'm not legal uh, they're, they're not illegal but they're banned in supplements yeah. but supplement manufacturers will still put them in supplements mm-hmm. bro my first ever experience with anabolics was with a pro hormone yeah, over the counter at a fucking supplement shop that yeah. I just bought. I was like 19. Yeah, dude, rad LGD, everything. Yeah. Osterine. Yeah. And right it's over the all counter. legit yeah. shit. And it's like, and some of it's not legit, mm-hmm. which is even worse because yeah. they're selling it illegally. You can't yeah. put it in supplements. A lot of those companies so got, they're they putting got D-ball down. in it and shit. Exactly. Yeah. But then new ones pop up. Yeah. And just a change, lot of They it, just changed the name. That's yeah. what they all did. They it's just exactly the what happens. Yeah. A science.bio changed to IRC.bio, yeah. <laughs> which is now getting shut down. Yeah, and they're Centurion probably going to something all, all else. That shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it, there, there is more access to information, mm-hmm. but if you're some football kid... You're not that into fitness, but you just don't want to be the scrawniest kid in the locker room. You go walk in. You're like, you know what? I'm going to take a supplement. And you walk into your local supplement shop and the guy behind the counter is like, hey, man, this stuff (laughs) will make you huge. They haven't even listened to more plays, more days. They don't even know who the fuck he is. They haven't listened to people like you. They haven't listened to... They're not into the fitness industry mm-hmm. like that. They're just going to buy that bottle and fucking pop a few. Yeah, miss a few days here and there. You know, it's not... They they don't do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then their test is in the toilet, and mm-hmm. they're like 17 years they old. I wonder why they can't get hard on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this is the worst time for you to suppress your test into the ground yeah. when you're going through puberty. For sure. 100%. Anyway, that turned into a rant. But <laughs> yeah, you ever ask Josh those? when he's moving to Classic so you two can compete against each other. I don't want to compete against this 275-pound oh, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> how much, how much work did you see. say? You think like two, three years, you think? And then you want to jump in? Mm, yeah. I want to see what I can do this year with next year with men's physique, and if I'm not, if I'm not qualifying for the Olympia, then I'll probably question whether I'll go to the classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think you're, I think, I honestly think if you had to compare the two, genetics matter more in men's because there's less posing, mm-hmm. um, there's less poses that you have 100%. to practice. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like who's got the better V taper, mm-hmm. who's yeah. got the better muscle insertions. I feel like classic's I, a look though, right? Like there's a look definitely. for classic. There is a look, definitely. but it's easy if you focus on the right muscle groups. Like Logan Franklin went from being men's physique and he was big up. To, I don't know. I don't think he was ever Mr. Olympia, but yeah, he, was he, was, he was up there. Top 10. Yeah. 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 But he went from that. He transitioned flawlessly to classic. He has an amazing classic physique. Now, if you looked back at him back when he did men's, he didn't have the look, but it's like you work a lot on your lats. Yeah, you take a little true. focus off the delts, yeah. and you work on your vacuum a shit ton. You bring up the legs. It's like you can change to a classic look. Yeah. And but posing is the biggest thing. I think that obviously there's a massive genetic component in any whether it's open classic mm-hmm. men's, but I think in men's it matters the most because the posing is so basic. Yeah. I think that in classic there is you have a whole routine that you go through. You have a whole minute up there to do any pose you want really and then there's four quarter turns there's like mm-hmm. six mandatories or something so i think that if you practice posing it's more competitive in a way yeah. because you can actually focus on things that you can change you can't change your genetics but you can be better at posing than the, than the next guy i think it, the guy that plays third at my show he might have had slightly better genetics than me I just think that I posed yeah, better than you. Didn't, him, you didn't know? showcase it as good as you. Yeah, so if yeah. you're a hard worker, it's like you can beat out everyone mm-hmm. just by working harder than them, okay. focusing on posing more, et cetera. What's, uh, um, do, do you think eating or training is the hardest part of bodybuilding? It depends on the person. For me, it's the eating. Same. Yeah, I can't, yeah. Eat, I can't eat enough. Same. <laughs> like Everyone's training stays the same. Like it, The way you train, like usually... That's just, just the way you're going to train for forever. Like, you're not really going to change it when up. When you get to that level, too, you don't need to be told to train. You just train. Yeah, you just train. It's, like yeah, it's, it's, it's everything you do outside the gym that, yeah. that's going to really make the, the big changes for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you've noticed after your show, but for me, the easiest thing to stay consistent has been training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Eating is like, dude, I don't want to keep doing this yeah. shit. Do you, wanna, you think I want to hop back on meal plan after yeah. fucking 12 weeks, 16 exactly. weeks of this bullshit? Yeah. But training, it's so in our DNA that it's like... What else am I going to do with yeah, my day? If exactly. I can play video games, watch yeah. a movie. Yeah. Like, now nah, you got to go. You go run your errands, but the whole time you're doing that, you're getting ready for the gym. You go mm-hmm. do your training. I think for me, the only thing that's changed has really been eating. Yeah. Training has still been pretty good. Yeah. Same for me. Same for you? Same for me. Yeah. Because training is, it's, it's fun. It's what I did before I competed. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be there I when think, I stop competing, you know? Yeah. It's just part I, of your I life. think for, yeah. for most bodybuilders, training is fun. Yeah. I think for most bodybuilders, eating is not fun. I don't think there's anyone that enjoys (laughs) bulking on 5,000 calories a day. You know, so I think eating is usually the hardest part for everyone. Maybe early on, eating is easy when you're a beginner into the gym. But once you get to that anywhere near pro level, it's like Mm -hmm. eating becomes exponentially harder. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're eating the same shit every day. 
That's why I use Flex Pro Meals, Code Jam. <laughs> Do you have a training partner? Uh, this guy in the corner over here in Blue Top, hey. Joe Brighty. Hell yeah. Are you partner. guys approximately the same strength? We're pretty close in strength. That's like, dope. There's That's some good. things. There's That's some good. things he gets me on. There's some things that I get him on. Yeah. So we're constantly like nudging each other forward, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and both being pros chasing after the same dream. It's pretty. Weird. It's pretty. It's pretty good. That's dope. Season. How long? So you guys are all, uh, healthy competition. Guys are both pushing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's so helpful, bro. Yeah. Because I've always one trained of your on my heads own not well. in the game. That's the it. Yeah. Right. You got to show up for the boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. So because when when I've noticed when I'm alone. It's easy to not train hard, but if I'm training with someone, it's like, well, I, mm-hmm. I can't be a pussy. Like, yeah. I got to put on somewhat. Exactly. You know, that's like, like hiring a coach. Like exactly. When, when Kyle was here, bro, I did mm-hmm. not have any pussy training sessions. Yeah, yeah. it was the hardest of. That's where you know you're trained. taking it serious. Like, yeah, you make that that leap to hire someone. Thoughts on toes? You suck on toes. <laughs> <laughs> I probably I probably would suck on a few toes. <laughs> Crazy. I probably would suck on. So I, wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't want my toes sucked. <clears throat> yeah. Cause yeah, that's f- yeah. Gro- growth feet. Yeah, yeah, I got growth hormone toes, bro. Yeah. They're they're a little bigger than they should be. I'll suck on a toe. Yeah, <laughs> but it's got to be clean, right? <laughs> or are you down for it marinated out of a sock? No, I, no, genuine question: clean. Have you have you done it before? Sucked the toe. Yeah, of course. Of course. What was yeah. the first time? Man's got his ass. Did you ask? Did you ask uh, permission? Were you like, "Can I suck on your toe?" Or did she tell you to? I like, feel. I feel time? like. I feel like. I feel like her foot was like here and just kind of made yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, so right, fuck it then. If you're gonna wiggle it my foot. Bit that shit. Give me this shit. Holy fuck. Yeah, the yeah, legs up on like, the shoulders. So she right? was making the head. <laughs> you know, <I'm> just, <laughs> all right, if it's gonna be smacked in my face, I mean I fuck it, I guess so. Yeah, it's usually that like yeah. that missionary when you're just in missionary, you're like, ah, it's right here, you know, I might as well <laughs> I hear a lot about this. Let me, let me mix no, it I in. Heard, I've heard a lot about yeah. this. Let me see. Is that how YouTube let me see what the hype's about? There's one of two ways it can go. <laughs> Either you got her, I mean, you got a few, you know, styles of missionary, but when you got her legs up and she adds her legs on your chest. Yeah, it's just right there, bro. One way it can go is, <laughs> just start talking about it. <laughs> but, the, but the other way it can go is, damn, this bitch just went to the gym. Her feet are so stinky hey, and you just kind of move them apart. Yeah. <laughs> move them out of the way. <laughs> You you act like you're a sex god, but you're actually just trying to get the fucking stench away, you know. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, sucking on toes, it's it's uh it's intimate. Yeah. You got to reserve it for the. I'm right more of a sock guy, bro. Sure. Like I like like, say, high, like high socks. socks. Well, socks, socks are, are like oh, I like socks. Oh, yeah. you're into the little schoolgirls. Yeah, thing? I like socks. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> sock guy. Wait, so you'd rather put a sock in your mouth? No, what? No, no, yeah, like long sock socks. You're just, talking, like I'd rather her wearing socks. Yeah. No, well, not stockings. Like Not stockings, but like long ass socks. Up yeah, I'm a sock guy. Not yeah. like Santa stockings. I'm a sock guy. Not stockings. I'm a sock guy. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> oh, the toe's not crazy, but the, the no, sock's crazy. No, yeah. just that sentence is a crazy No, because it's like, you know, the, the, the foot, the toe is like, that's a part of the body you're not yeah. supposed to touch because exactly. it's gross. So when you do, it's like intimate, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like no, I'm, look, like I'm on board. I'm game. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm, like, bro, I'm, I'm game. there. I'm there. I'm there. <sighs> Do you believe in an afterlife? You religious? Pot's crazy. I'm, I'm probably. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably not overall religious. No. Um. I don't know. Yeah, afterlife is that's is, an answer. Is a crazy. No, that's uh, an answer. I'd love to th- believe in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think it's just dumb. interesting. Yeah, I don't believe in afterlife. That's such. A, that's, such a, that's such a. We have no consciousness of what happens next. It yeah, might, it might happen, but we don't know. What happens, mm-hmm. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on simulation theory? 
that we're living in a simulation because the best argument I've heard. Wait, what do you mean? Define that. The best argument like I've heard, this, like and this. this explanation will explain what I mean, is from Elon Musk, which yeah. is that. He's a fucking alien, bro. No, no, but he's. I think he's speaking from the future. Right. As long as we don't go extinct as a species, mm -hmm. look at the VR we have now. You can go into a VR place and you can actually have haptic feedback where they put sensors on your body. And you can, I think Joe Rogan's talked about it. You can go to these places, which I would love to go to. Mm -hmm. And um, they give you VR goggles. They give yeah. you a little fake gun. And you can play like a zombies game. But if they scratch you, you'll actually kind of feel, feel it. it. So Elon Musk's idea is that as long as you have even a 1% improvement in technology mm -hmm. year per year, over the course of a thousand years, 10,000, 100,000 years, as long as we don't go extinct, eventually it comes to a singularity where VR technology will get so good that it's indistinguishable from reality. I was about and to if say. it's fully indistinguishable, then how do we not know, mm -hmm. or how do we know that we're not in a simulation right now? Well, yeah, what is reality? If you're able to go somewhere else and, and feel and look and touch, mm -hmm. you know? Well, on, on, yeah, on top of I that, think about that. The, the explanation on top of that is like, if you think about how many potential options there are for this being the reality, mm -hmm. either you are one of the hundreds of like infinite amount of instances where you did discover that technology and you do have fully simulated life, mm -hmm. or you're the one species that mm -hmm. is not yeah. yet you're mm -hmm. either yeah. the bottom or you're one of the infinite top yeah and so because we to our knowledge don't have this technology what's more likely that we are that very bottom piece yeah. or that we're the only experience ever. right because it's kind of like the the chances of that are infinity the infinitely one infinitely less mm -hmm. yeah yeah either so, you're that one species that and, figured and it out first and then everyone else figured it out after you also you're the first one there's this idea that there's a lot of there's a lot of values in physics that are mm -hmm. very randomly assigned. Like the speed of light is exactly mm -hmm. what it is, mm -hmm. but why is it exactly yeah, that who, speed? Who, yeah, who it's almost that? like you can, you can narrow it down to the closest yeah. meter per second. Why is it that speed exactly? Like there's other certain values in physics that it's like, you mm -hmm. don't ask questions, but this value is 2.4134. Mm -hmm. And pi is exactly this value. It's like, well, why exactly is that? And... I, a, a hypothetical explanation would be these are predetermined in a VR computer and you are, I know it sounds out there, but just no, really open your mind actually. for a second. It really doesn't. Some matrix type shit yeah. where you're in a pod and you have VR goggles on, you have a full suit on <laughs> and you think that you're in this reality. And because the technology is so fucking perfect, it's actually indistinguishable from yeah. the real world that you live in. You can't die. Well, we do die. We just take the mask off. Yeah, yeah. You're like, off. oh, fuck, that shit was crazy, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you spawn. Yeah. So have you, uh, have I, you ever done uh, psychedelics? You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, man. I've done acid four or five times. I've done, yeah. DM, I've done DMT. And have you, have you blasted off? Straight How much did that change your perspective on life? Uh, you know what? If I'm going to be honest, I think the weed and acid changed it more than the DMT did. Mm -hmm. In yeah. a positive or negative way? In a positive way. Positive way, yeah. Perspective, in, Yeah, right? pers perspective, outlook on life. Appreciation. Just uh, appreciation. Gratitude, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, crazy. The DMT was really, really, really strong. You did that one time? I've done it twice. And just so really, so really did you strong. have a complete out-of-body experience? The first time I really, I, I, I struggled to break through because uh -huh. it was so strong. And I was, you, you got to let go. And I couldn't let go. I was like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is so strong. I'm like, I just didn't want to do it. So I couldn't take my final token. So I led back for a bit. 
But the second one, just I was out cold oh. for about six minutes. <sighs> and so what, what I've heard, because uh, I've never broken through, but I've tried out of a vape before, yeah. and I had extreme, I got to right to the point where it was going to break through, extreme yeah. closed-eye visuals, yeah. but I was never able to break through. But what I've heard is that you're, you can still hear everything, but you kind of almost ignore the noise in the room because you're having a complete out-of-body experience. Would you, w- were you still able to hear everything that was going on in the room? I was in a really, like, just, I, I could vaguely hear the music that was in the background, but everyone was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Everyone was pretty much just like, let's watch this dude. <laughs> let's was just it just you? Fucking dude. Were, were you there was three people? guys, there was three yeah. of us, and we, like, took it in turns. One like watcher, and then yeah. I'm, I mean, both of them were just both just staring at him, like, yeah. is he still breathing? Is he still breathing? Yeah. And then they wake up. Six uh, minutes. Yeah, six, seven minutes. How long did it feel? Wait, for wait, you? wait. I just, what time does it say on that? 135. 135. I'm going to take a pee break, but I don't want to miss this conversation. Okay. So can you all just take yeah, a break? Yeah, 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 for sure. Fuck. All right, what do you got for your question? Well, actually, no. I, wait, well, yeah, I just wanted to hear about the breakthrough experience yeah. and how, oh, long, yeah, yeah. how long you felt like you were there for. Uh, it felt timeless. It's very difficult to put a time frame on it. You, if you, I don't know if you've ever taken like acid or anything. Just time, time slips. Like you, you don't look at your phone, and then you look at your phone. You're like, what? It's been three hours. Yeah, yeah. especially but it's acid. six minutes. So or I, I or you look at your phone, and you think it's been two hours. <laughs> it's been, and it's been ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh shit! Uh, you know what? I felt like I, as you, as you said, the, everything closes down. Everything closes down. You start to get those visuals. And I kind of, I put my head back in the pillow to that final token. I, I describe it like a slingshot. I felt like I got pulled back into that pillow. Mm-hmm. And then you just, boom, someone just mm. lets you go Damn, through. You just so come far. through that like wormhole of, of whatever it is, blackness, darkness. And you just get come through into this, something that's almost indescribable, what you're seeing, colors, patterns, geometrics. And I heard a lot of voices when I went through. Mm-hmm. Almost, and, and people, people call them like the elves. Right, because they're like singing and dancing, and it was like <laughs> sounds crazy. And they're like singing and dancing to me. And they're like, "Welcome, welcome." Mm-hmm. And oh, it was like it was, so and shit. it just kind of, kind of, kind of went on like, like intermittently. And you know, you go through this experience. Like it's quite hard to remember, like still, because yeah. it's, it happens quite fast. And you go six minutes, you're like, "Oh man!" Also, it was a good four, four, five years ago. Would but you would you say shit. it felt very real while you were in it? Because I've heard some people say that, yeah, like it, like it has varies. to be real, like it has to be a real, like yeah. A, but a some thing. some people also say that it feels more real than real. Yeah. It's like, you it, did me, you I've, not get that? I've always been, whenever I've taken any like extracurricular drug or recreational drug, whatever it be, Molly and uh, anything, like I've always been very conscious that I'm under the influence. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've been like, I know why I'm feeling like this right now. Yeah. You know, if you're in a bad trip, in a bad way, I don't know if any, anyone listens been in that position. Hopefully not. This is not advice. Uh, <laughs> if you've been in that position, you're in a bad way. Like, I've always been pretty good at putting myself back and being like, yeah, Yo, you're just in this place right now. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I kind of just knew I was under the influence. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but other yeah. people, I, I've heard the same. So, why did you feel like acid and weed changed you more? Because for me, weed is actually a very strong psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I don't smoke a lot when I smoke. Because yeah. it only starts to get to that point if <clears> I smoke a lot. So if I just want to chill and relax, I'll just take a couple of puffs. But I would say that I've noticed the same. Not yeah. that I've broken through with DMT, but I think weed is a very powerful psychedelic to some people, and it's overlooked. I agree. I think potentially just the strength. Like, you don't get whacked in the face. You can just take your little bit. You can have your, your experience. You can you can adjust your experience to what you want out of the day. You know, you want a little bit more, you take a little bit more. Mm. You get a little bit higher, you get a little bit higher. You don't want it, you can leave it. Um, With DMT, it's either you're here or you're blasted off. 
Yeah. You know, and that's it, it's go or stop. So, damn. You're locked in. The same with acid, like once you put that tab under your tongue. Yeah. For 10 minutes. See ya. You're done for, you're done for 10 hours. <coughs> you're, right. in, you're in, you know. But so. still, you can control how strong you want it to be because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you know the dosage. Unless you're taking you know too much and then you're in. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, you're before. strapped in. Yeah. Just that happened, happened to my friends in, in college. Um, my buddy got acid for them. There's two of them. And he brought back like 16 tabs. Mm. And it was for a lot of people. And they took all of it. They took eight each. What? And then the guy came back in the room. He's like, where's the rest of the acid? And like, oh, we took it. He's like, all right, well, where's the rest of it? And he's like, no, we, we took everything. We thought that was for us. So like, you guys just both took eight tabs. Wow. And he's like, 800 yeah. micrograms. And he's, and he's like, all right, oh. I'm going to close and unlock the door. And um, see, see. you're not leaving here. And they were tripping for like 24 hours. Yeah, easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I remember one time I got tabs. I thought they were 100. And just judging, I don't have any direct confirmation of this, but I've tripped a fucking handful mm -hmm. of times. So I think they were 200 each <laughs> because I took two of them and shit was moving for about 12 hours. <laughs> like it was really strong. And I yeah. was on the, I've never had a bad trip with acid, but I was on the border of like, I can't control my own thoughts. Damn. Like this shit is just too intense. It's about 400 micrograms. Holy but shit. Yeah. Have you guys done it? No. Harry LT? I've just done shrooms. No, just I shrooms? I just recently, sounds crazy saying this on a podcast, but we tried shrooms. Uh, <clears throat> and now I would say, like, I'm an advocate for them. Like, it's almost like, it's, a real it's almost like I say. want everyone to experience what what we experience. Like, people mm -hmm. who've done shrooms before. Like, it's like, we, like, you guys got to check this out. Like, I know it sounds crazy to say that, but... But what you're really saying is you want to check yourself out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you learn yeah. about yourself. So it's oh, like, dude, you're 100%. like, yo, you should do shrooms. Yeah, we talk, we talk about it all the time. Like, know. it's almost like you you get, like, a greater appreciation for everything in your yeah. life. Like, everything. And uh, it's really cool. Like, like you can't explain it unless you, yeah. unless you try it. Josh, remember the first time you did it? Was it shrooms? Was it acid? Acid. Acid for the first time. Cool Same. Yeah. How different... Yeah, like, I've never done any that shit. first time change any sort of, like, understanding that you had? Um. Oh yeah, I had a pretty big impact. Like you said, like you're that appreciation for everything. Yeah. You get that like, oh, we're actually connected. Yeah. This is all one. Mm -hmm. This is that feeling where you know there's no, there's no lines here. We're all we're all men of it. Just be like this right here. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that is you can hear someone say that, and that's one thing listening to it and mm -hmm. processing it, and it's another thing to actually feel it. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, when you go and you different. feel that, yeah. you're like, wait, like yeah, yeah. this feels real. I don't hear this. I'm not thinking about this. I feel it. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. why it makes a difference, right? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, like I would say I would say mushrooms are more inward focused and acid is more outward focused in a way. It's like yeah, it's a much I mean I've done both and I feel like acid is much more of a grand experience. Like you That's interesting. I I don't know how else to explain it, but it's much more like grandiose. Like you're you're hardly looking inward, you're more looking outward at the world and you're seeing things that you would never otherwise see. But with mushrooms is more inward. Who am I? What am I doing? Yeah. You know, what it's about more like, like the, about me. The whole ego death thing. When people talk about that, it will take a lot. It'll take a lot for that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't think I've ever really had one. I yeah. think any psychedelic you take is going to break down your ego. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a spectrum. And once you cross over a certain point on the spectrum, people will start to call it ego death. But everyone's point on the spectrum is a different spot. Yeah. Some people will say a 9 out of 10 is ego death. Some other people will say a 6 out of 10. Mm -hmm. I think if you take a lot of psychedelics, like if you take a big dose, you're going to yeah. feel your ego dissolution regardless. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't get too tripped up in the terminology yeah. and be like, did I experience it or not? <laughs> I think that's mostly just like people who take acid lingo, you know? Yeah. 
oh, bro, you didn't have a, you didn't have an ego death though. It's like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> Random question. What do you, uh, what are your thoughts on Andrew Tate? <laughs> oh, wow. Top G, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you got a Bugatti. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What color is your yeah. Bugatti? What, what do you, what's your take on that whole, like, what do they call it? Blue pillar, red pillar, somewhere? Um, I understand what he's doing. I understand from what he's doing. From a business perspective? business perspective, he's very, very smart. He took over social um, media. Yeah. I, I think, so that's and, all it and is. And I think it's, I think it's just that. I think it's just yeah. that, like he's just killing it. It's just a style of a style of marketing that no one's ever done. That he's just killed it. Yeah. Um. And and like you know what, like he speaks sense. Yeah. Okay. He he, he edges it to get the reaction. Right. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot of sense a lot of time. Yeah. Who is about it? Should yeah. fucking get on with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. People have always said like you don't know his real views. He just like watches actual podcasts and he yeah, spits yeah. a lot of facts. And I'm sure that's true. Um. But <clears> at the end of the day, if you put yourself out to the masses mm-hmm. as the way he has. That's Super how people extreme, are gonna, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's how people are gonna perceive you yeah. and you have to accept he, the consequences of yeah. that. Some things he says obviously are like but relax. That's yeah. the genius of the business though. Yeah. Because what he does is the podcast might make total sense mm-hmm. even to us, but a lot of what he says is so ridiculous that that's the stuff that gets shared and people yeah. look into it. And then if you really get into it, then you're like, all right, it makes sense. But bro, someone, my family sent me one the other day where he was basically, where he said, he said, invite all your friends to your house, pour them all sparkling water, say cheers to us. And then anyone that says, what's good with this water? It's sparkling. He said, don't talk to them ever again. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? That's, that, like, that's just, it's, it's nonsense. Uh, but like, you see that, you yeah. laugh yeah. at it. You're like, yeah. who the fuck is this guy? And then you that's go, that's why it's viral. Content. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, he said yeah, he doesn't, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Business. He doesn't hold hands with his girlfriend in public. Yeah. Because, like, like self defense. Like, 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 I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah, it's yeah, not that exactly. serious. I'm like, bro. Exactly. No. But that's it. That's stay ready. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, it's I think he's a genius. I think I think it's business all day long. He's killing it. He's well, killing he's, it. Is, he's, it, is he's, he going through, like, scandals right now and shit? I'm sure. Oh, I'm oh, sure. He said, he, does, he said, he no, I saw, I'm not going to, I'm like, I heard well, like the, but it's just trafficking and shit. My mom listened to one of the podcasts or something. Of him. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> or no, no, no. Of me. Oh, and yeah, we mentioned yeah. it on the podcast. Something oh, really? like that. And she tried sending me screenshots like debunking him. And I'm like, mom, I'm not, I'm not a fucking, I don't listen to this yeah. guy. Like I, I was just answering the question. Really, yeah. <laughs> but one of the screenshots she sent was, uh, he said, I moved to Thailand or whatever. Well, I think it was Thailand. Not because uh, he's like, he literally said, I'm not a rapist or anything, but I just like having more sexual freedom. <laughs> And it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like the age of consent there as yeah, well. Some things you know. Yeah, it's you like just, all right, you you're clearly that. just yeah. saying that because you want yeah, crazy. You, want you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And crazy. like there was, I think he went on the Barstool Sports podcast, yeah. and he was saying um, BFFs. Yeah, yeah, right. and he was saying it was the one with Dave mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, yeah, and he said, <laughs> he said like, if a girl does OnlyFans, you deserve a portion of her money from that because you own her in a way. And Dave was like, what do you mean you own her? He's like, I'm not saying I own her. I just mean, like, she's mine, you know? Like, I have her. That's so crazy. I, <laughs> it's like, bro. He like, can't actually think Did you like hear that. his story? Like, yeah. He, he I used to run, like, those, uh, those like, chat room things. Yeah, like, babe station. Yeah, so, so he, was, like, the, he was, like, the guy. And then he had what? all these girls working under like him. the pimp? Yeah. And he was the one typing. Yeah, so yeah, they were just sitting there. And he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, daddy. And it's just a girl. And he's the one typing over here on the side. And she'd have like a fake keyboard. Ooh. Wow, that was his whole like thing. It it's, it's, it's out. It's online. I'm not like That's making genius. that shit. Up. No, I think yeah. that was the Nelk podcast actually. <laughs> he was saying, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was That's the Nelk podcast. Yeah, but uh, that was a good. Po- that was a funny ass podcast. In my it mind. was. Uh, 
It was actually Cody Co. It was Cody and Noel. They do a podcast. Goat. Tiny Meat Gang podcast. Shout out. And fucking love Noel, Cody, bro. Yeah, so do I. And Noel was saying that there's been plenty of people like Tate in the past. He's not the first of his kind. This kind of like inspiring traditional masculinity or whatever. Yeah. It's just that he says shit that's so outrageous that like he's getting the most attention right now. Mm-hmm. But there's been plenty of Andrew Tate types that have come and gone over the years. And, like, this is not any sort of new thing. There's always going to be a desire for that, like, give me back traditional masculinity. Yeah, he brings up, like, kings and queens. Like, anyone's even thinking about, like... But, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. if he's a businessman that we think he is, like, he'll adapt and evolve. Like, he knows, like, this is a short-lived thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, six months, eight months maybe he's got in the limelight. And so he's going to, you know, diversify change up his content like yeah. that's did, did you see he actually called out Derek more place more dates in a podcast? Really? why would you not did he really why would you yeah, not? like why wouldn't you pick fights I mean, with everybody it wasn't, that's got a platform like that it wasn't a super fight but Derek basically kind of called him out for being a fake natty but not really <laughs> he just kind of did a breakdown on it and it was like four months ago and then Tate came out and mentioned him and it's like yeah every little base you can cover like yeah. I've mentioned this person I've mentioned this person and you go after everyone. It's like, you're going to get so many fucking eyes on you. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. But someone else asked, um, has bodybuilding ever affected your love life slash relationships? Definitely. Yeah. How's Absolutely. that? Um, yeah, it's pretty difficult. So you w- especially when you've got a, a partner who's not in bodybuilding. Yeah. You know, and, and trying to fathom that six months of your life might be switched off. And just kind of, you kind of got to mm-hmm. hit a button. You've got a one track mind and trying to drive that focus is very difficult to balance. Uh, finding that you know, the sacrifices, you know, we're not eating out, we're not going here, we can't do that yeah. for a long period of time, right? Half a year, so you got to do well, at least for me, it was about doing my due diligence to like, right? Well, in the six months that we can do stuff, let's make the most of mm-hmm. it, you know, and try and do that. So, yeah, 100%, big, big balance. impact. It's not easy, yeah. it's not I mean, easy. I think that that's a hard question to ask because, like, when you commit to bodybuilding, that is your life now, that is your lifestyle. So, that's like to say that anything you do forever is going to affect your relationship. Of course, it is. Mm-hmm. Of course, it is. Yeah, of any sport, I think. Have you had girls, girlfriends, or just people that you're talking to ever get worried that? you don't love them anymore. Like I had, yeah. you know, like you're, you're losing feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause absolutely. you do. Cause you, you freaking do. Yeah. I just, yeah. I describe it as like you become a shell of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're still there, but you, you just steep it within that shell. Especially those last four weeks. And what's going to bring you out? My meal. Yeah. And I'm going back in. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then my training I'll, I'll be nice to you for 10 <sighs> minutes while I eat this meal. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's the reality of it. Carbs. So, you know, rice. If, if you can't handle those periods of time, you, you just got to recluse even more. Like that's the mm-hmm. only other option. Or, you know, you, you act out and you'd be, you'd be like a lot of Fucking guys do. You, you know what's crazy? Yeah. Is it worth it to you? Obviously, everything, right? Everything Isn't that yeah, crazy? Baby. Isn't that crazy? Hell what yeah, you're describing baby. and saying, yeah, fuck yeah, it's worth it. I think it's because you have balance. Like, you just had a happy dad. You know what I'm saying? But I did just have at the same dad. time, you'll go on a shelf for and six about months. 10 you know what I'm saying? So you have that, like, that good balance where you go hard for yeah, the prep and then you know, like, all right, now I'm going to chill out. And then you have that switch, like, all right, I'm going to lock back in. And then, yeah. As long as you have that discipline, like it's not like so like, hard. That's unique to bodybuilding, though. That's so unique to and bodybuilding. And also, while e- even while you bulk, I mean, Having you're bulking switch. for the vast majority of the year. Yeah. You're even on. even Kyle tells me like 70% mm-hmm. on plan is good. Yeah. If you take 30% and kind of do your own thing, as long as it's within yeah. reason. If you want to go get a steak at a steakhouse with some fries rather than eating the steak it's on good the meal for plan, the brain, go bro. for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. uh, like while you're bulking. So it's like as long as you can make your quality of life only go down while you're cutting, then that's only 12 weeks out of the year rather than 40 plus weeks out of the year. But there's some people who want to do like the same meals every day and they just kind of become very 
yeah. one dimensional. They yeah. never drink. They never go out. I'm That's not saying you have to drink alcohol, but they like yeah. they know just even when Kyle balance, yeah. he, when Kyle was here, he's like it was Sush and a couple of you guys. Is there someone out someone else outside smoking? Yeah. And he came up to me and he's like, "Yo, can I go smoke with them?" I'm like, "Yeah, go ask them, bro." So it's like he's not getting ready for a show, so yeah. he's just gonna kind of, you know, he went out for a cheat meal with Balance. us after our meal. Yeah. I think that's a big thing, and the people that get too sucked into like every single gram has to be weighed. It's like, dude, you know, you're a human on this earth that yeah. has a they're, life. To they're live miserable. It's, like yeah. it's not. It's, you enjoy like the basic things in life. Like yeah. you can't even have a conversation with someone because yeah. you're so just depleted and like waiting miserable. for my fifth meal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Dude, we have so many questions. There. Yeah. A, qu- yeah, dude, I know. a question that we talked about right before the, uh, that we started was you said you, you have your own podcast and you've done a hundred episodes by yourself roughly. Yes. How, how do you, man, what do you talk about, bro? What do you talk about for a hundred? Is that even a podcast? First you episode. Just, just like, yeah. Vlogging. Like, it's, like <laughs> it's like a, it's like a monologue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, monologue. yeah you know what? Like yeah. I, I used to pick topics. I'll do a Q and A. I like kind of use it a little bit of therapy sometimes. Okay. You know, I find mm-hmm. it quite easy to talk in a room with myself to, to do those things. Mm-hmm. I've done both sides. We actually have another podcast. There was three of us. One, one of them obviously sitting over there as well. And I, I find the single one a little bit easier. Yep. I, wa- I want to get better at being in joint podcasts where you can have an open conversation and you can bounce off people. Mm-hmm. But I found the single one quite easy. I, mean, I could talk for 45 minutes an hour on my own. You know? <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah, That's people, cool. Yeah. People listen. Well, you just have like a topic or two or three ideas. And you just, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. And you just... Go for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sorry. like obviously, we, uh, sometimes it'd be like completely bodybuilding. Sometimes we talk about mental health. Sometimes we talk about just what's going on, how to do a business. I'm very like big into finance and doing well with your finances and, cool. and setting yourself up for the future. I talk about that stuff. So just, just genuine good advice. And people listen, so yeah. I still keep doing it. How, are you on YouTube? Yeah, Spotify? YouTube, Spotify. The um, bridging the gap. You said bridging the gap and off the cuff. Ah, another one. Cool. You got to get both of those. They're both cool. good. That's fire. I love podcasts. It's pretty simple. What's your favorite food? Off season, of course, when you can eat whatever the fuck you want. Probably Thai. Thai? I like Thai food. I just want a fucking burger with fries, man. Probably Thai. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd say pizza. Um, Asian persuasion. <laughs> Thai food's fire. Thai food's fire. This guy asked blondes or brunettes on both accounts, so he really <laughs> wants to know the answer. Blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Brunette, same. I think every single a man one of, of culture. Yeah, I think every single one of my girlfriends has been brunette. Yeah, I, think <sighs> I take it back. Yeah. I take it back. It's eye color for me. Yeah, what you like dark features? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like both. I th- I, <laughs> I think blonde, blonde I like with lighter both. eyes. Yeah, yeah, nah, that's pretty dope. That's my ex girlfriend. I mean, but <laughs> dark eyes, cool dude. Anyway, um, so this guy also asked on both accounts: Is natty body is natty bodybuilding actually natural? And I assume he means with all of the, the fuck extra that things that oh, are allowed. Okay, okay. No, uh, I mean, yeah. Like supplements. Like cl- you can take clean and be natural. You no, can. No, uh, no, no, yeah, you can. Yeah, 100%. If, if you're in a drug testing federation, so. is it WADA? WADA, yeah. Oh, then you're fucked. You can't even smoke weed, bro. Yeah, you can't take I would weed. say the body natural yeah, bodybuilding is actually natty. But in, uh, also, yeah. he could be talking about something that Derek has talked about a lot and Greg Doucette, uh, how easy it is to avoid... Or to uh, avoid detection test. on a on a drug test. I think like ninety nine percent of people who do natural bodybuilding are natural because like yeah, you don't, you don't even it. win anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. might yeah. win anything as a pro. Yeah. You win like yeah. a thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah, like, why would you do it? Yeah. 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 If you, is your ego that big? Yeah, <laughs> for you some just win for like five hundred bucks. Surely, in uh, in OCB, yeah. the, the where I competed, 
if you win, like you get your pro card, you have to pee like right off the stage. Yeah, literally walk off and they're like, "Here you go." Yeah. They do that Cup. Sometimes. Dude, that was the pee. same with powerlifting. Yeah. IPF Worlds. As soon as I got off the stage, they're like, "Come here." Yeah, Take and, and people out. fell, <laughs> and it's like, why the like, fuck did you do all that just to fucking yeah, like fuck win, around? Like, yeah, there was some guy at IPF Worlds two years ago, uh, and they popped him for a bunch of shit. It was a bunch of short acting stuff, like Winstrol. Yeah. Some SARMs. You probably and still would have said he won he, without it. Like, he went with my protein powder was spiked with it. That was legitimately yeah yeah all that shit. There's S four in there. There was fucking Osterine. There's, oh yeah, it was my protein powder. So it's like it, it kind of sucks because I see the allure towards natural bodybuilding or mm -hmm. natural powerlifting. If that's the road you want to go down, the last thing you want is to know that you're competing against people who are just completely unfairly yeah, enhanced. And when they just went off. Dude, that went by right. fast for me. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we've been talking for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, we've DMT. been talking for a minute. That's so crazy. one of our cameras just died, so we're probably going to wrap up this podcast here. But thank you. thank you guys for watching, and thank you, Josh, for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Um I'm definitely done with the tequila. Did we finish this thing off? Did you thank your sponsors? For yeah, the, one more in there. Sponsors for the video. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Anabar, code MOG, supports me and Sush. That's a 50-50 code. And then Gorilla or Young LA, you can use our own individual codes. Or these guys' codes right here, Joe yeah, and yeah. Harry. So Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, it. thank you, Josh, for coming on. Thank you, man. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed. It was basically just us being <laughs> drunk and shooting <laughs> the shit. So, yeah. Um, that's going to wrap it up. And Sush will be back on Sunday or something like that. So next yeah. podcast, he'll be back on. And uh, yeah, peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.